Nothing in life is more certain than death and taxes. Ladies, gentlemen, and variations thereupon, this is Modern Escapism. Hello and welcome to the show. My name is Oodles, the Alec Trevelyan of podcasters, misunderstood and doing it all for king and country. Not joining me today. <laughs> Somehow she returned. It's Candy. Yeah, I'm back. I fired a complaint with uh, HR. Apparently you can't fire me for not liking chips. Mm-hmm. But, um, massive thank you to Planty, by the way, for uh, jumping in my grave so quickly. <laughs> you have to pay him now, you said his name Thank you That's right uh, Also, long live the king It's Stig oh, The king is very much dead today <laughs> In the end, it was beauty that killed the beast It's Biggie Hey And would you kindly beat the living shit out of me with this golf club please Gadget Gladly. Give, give me a second. I'll go get me five iron. <laughs> Before we get into the show, here's the rundown. We have the Nexus and what new little gizmo do I have to review? Ooh, what could it be? Um, what n- nerdy film has Gadget been watching? What could it be? Then we have the main topic in which we discuss memorable deaths within media. Then into the patron-only green room. But before all that... It's time for Biggie's Breaking News. Mm, Yeah. You may already know, but he doesn't, because it's time for Biggie's Breaking News. We are the knights who say news! (laughs) (laughs) Not having that. Not having that. Not having none of this. Not tonight. <laughs> this is a new month. It's death and taxes. You can't be naughty. Moving swiftly on. E3's <laughs> dead, baby. Yeah. E3's Perfect owner. Perfect timing for is... death and taxes month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was now eventful. issued a joint statement with E3 2003-23 organiser Repop confirming the cancellation of this year's event. This was a difficult decision because of all the effort we and our partners put toward making this event happen. But we had to do what's right for the industry and what's right for E3. Well, basically, everyone pulled out, didn't they? I was going to say there wouldn't be any fucker there. That's what she said. No one there. That's the problem, yeah. I think when Ubisoft say they're not going, it's just like, oh, shit, there is actually nothing to show. Yeah, it just kept going. Ubisoft aren't going. Microsoft aren't going. Yeah. Yeah. Sony aren't doing it. It's like, okay, who's going to be left? No one. I think, I, I, I I think, think that's that, going to be it, isn't it, forever? Well, I think the big developers have realised it's much cheaper to put on their own live stream shows rather than paying the fees to be at the E3 conference. I know everyone, everyone's like crying about it and stuff, but is it really that much of a problem if we're still going to get all these reveals anyway? I know It'll make no the difference whatsoever to us. This, yeah, the spectacle were fun, and it's a shame that that event doesn't exist and people have lost jobs, clearly. But to us, as just spectators. I think we're still going to get what we need. I think the difference is, though, E3 is like a festival. 
So it's you yeah, know it I mean? was all at the same time as well. Everyone came weird. together for those three days or so, and it was like you had it was like a little festival of games. I think that's like the sad part. Me personally, I never watched a single E three. Not never been asked with that. I just watched the trailers and the announcements <laughs> the day after. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mate. So exactly. It, for me, I'm not really that bothered, but it is a shame overall. Mm. For like, I mean, we, we we still yeah. we still have Jeff Fest two weeks of Jeff. Oh, I mean, he was straight in there, wasn't he? Literally. As soon as it's like, he goes, oh, E3 was like, I met so-and-so at E3 and everything. Remember, you can... we still have summer games, Colin, whatever it is. It's just like, Jesus, mate. He orchestrated the whole thing. not even cold yet. He he, he, he used to work for E3, didn't he? He he, he left it to start Summer Games Fest. Not so long ago as well. I think it was the year before last, was it? I think He worked for G4 originally. He was a presenter on G4, wasn't he, for a long time. Yeah, he's one of those people that's just been around. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. I remember G Four somehow appeared on our our tellies back in like the early nineties. You know when anyone could afford Sky. I know. Yeah. Imagine it. But yeah, we had Sky, and it was on one of the random G Four. I think it were American. And it was. Just yeah, it was very it. American. Yeah, it was. It was on the verge of when like Gears of War were coming out, and it was just Jeff Keeler with his spiky hair. <laughs> this is gonna be the great new hotness. He <laughs> <laughs> went wrong. I think it's more exciting though. And interesting seeing all the more awkward own presentations that they do because they're so weird. Some of them are oh, yeah. just uh, awkwardness on stage. It's just yeah, far more entertaining. We'll never get a wee music again. Ah, true. <laughs> Remember that, that, that weird Take Two one that came out last year, which was more like an investor call than anything, but it was just after like, all the <laughs> controversy with them. <laughs> yeah, like they actually had like nothing to announce. I like a, a nice, simple direct. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, Log on, watch it, work off. It's safer. I yeah. I do Bye. like a bit of spectacle, though. I do like a bit of a, a studio show too. Not just, not just trailers in a row. I don't want to be watching a, a, a direct and then Ubisoft dancers come on for fifteen minutes about mm. let's let's just dance ninety seven. Oh, see, I love for that called. bit. I love it. No, I don't. The worse, the better oh, for me. I think what we can categorically <laughs> say, though, seeing as the last E three was twenty nineteen, is that Candy killed E three. It's true. Yeah. I'm afraid she yeah. was me there. And Jeff. Yeah. Me and Jeff. I'd, I'd, I'd more call her a crusader because she's pushed on what the, the modern iteration of uh, directs can be. She's 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 a pioneer. <laughs> well, if, people if, will if, view if me differently in history. Yeah, if you don't, yeah. um, if you've forgotten that, obviously Candy Fest with Elon Musk and those hundred yep. Dorito eaters. It's going to be and a, slides <laughs> and stuff, <laughs> weren't there? And a Todd Howard kissogram. Yep, yep. Kissing and booth, like sorry. Z- zip lines as well, weren't mm-hmm. there? <laughs> mm-hmm. I've been, me and Jeff have been working on it. Behind Musk the scenes. is paying for it, but he's not allowed to go. Jeff, they call him now. Mm-hmm. Never trust a Canadian. <laughs> Next. <laughs> an, an analyst group claims that the PSVR 2 is already struggling and that Sony's only option is to try and reduce um, its uh, price. Sony hasn't offered any sales figures yet, but according to research firm IDC, They've only sold around 270,000 headsets so far. It's not looking if good. If only any they... person on this podcast had mentioned that this is not going right. to sell. God. <laughs> cost, of, cost of living crisis. Hey, let's get this ancillary thing with 10 games out that costs more than the console it works with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if only we could have predicted this. The... Well, never mind. We live and learn. Especially when, especially well, the IDC... When <laughs> Analyst Francisco Geronimo, great name, has said that I suspect a price cut on the PSVR 2 will be needed to avoid a complete disaster of their new product. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Or and or Sony hasn't announced nip, anything. Nip it in bud. Nip it in bud now. Nah, done. Done. <laughs> just nip it. Nip it in bud. But they've really not pushed it either, have they? Sony, they've got adverts and stuff, but they've not got anything exciting. How dare you? It's got its own category on out. the PSN store. How dare you? They have pushed it. Ozzy Osbourne is on the trailer. Fighting a big, like, horizon dinosaur. Definitely playing it. 100% definitely <laughs> yeah. playing He has got no yeah. clue what he's talking about, does he? They just said, put this on. Oh, no, it's Scottish now, apparently. I can't wait. <laughs> Where did that one. come from? <laughs> you have more. Can't wait to buy one right now. Your Muck Osborne, please. <laughs> mm. Next, fucking boring PlayStation VR. Get an Oculus, man. Way better. Yeah. Well, Sony's had a few other issues because The Last of Us Part One has launched on PC in a <laughs> bit of a state, and owners are now turning its glitches into memes. And if you've been all over the internet this week, you would have seen. A lot of eyebrows. <laughs> I'm not saying out about it. You've been yeah. laughing your ass off all fucking week. No comment. <laughs> no comment. You have to speak to my lawyer. I've had a cease and desist. I mean, to be fair, it has been incredibly funny watching some of the, some of these glitches. Like, oh, I love the glitches. Like 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 Joel appearing with barely any skin on his face and just black blotches <laughs> for eyebrows, or Ellie looking like she's got dreads because the hair physics hasn't like applied it. properly. I think it's the best way to play it. Shiny glittery lights to make it look like fucking dead cells. Apart, and she whole yeah, that twisted Ellie one was all. <laughs> that was amazing. That Joel got a bit racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went. Oh. It's one where someone he just he looks like he's got black face on. Yeah, it I've does. Seen that. It does. It's fucking ridiculous. It yeah. Here's a little list of the issues. Oh yeah. Loading oh. shaders takes longer than expected. Performance and stability is degraded while shaders are loading in the background. Older graphics drivers lead to instability and or graphical problems. Game may be unable to boot despite meeting the minimum system requirements. A potential memory leak. Mouse and camera jitters for some players depending on hardware and display settings. And they are Naughty Dog are looking into patches. Isn't the team who did this the same one that did Arkham Knight? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I don't that think was well chosen, going it? to employ them to do these no. anymore. Well, especially when um, Sony owned Nixers, who they bought specifically to do PC ports. Um, who but, did the Spider Man one, didn't they? And it was yeah, fine. They did Nixers uh, did that. And In I fact, I think they did Horizon. Fine. I think they did Horizon yeah. as well. Which launched a little bit wonky, but like within a week it was fine. The daft thing with this one is so the, so the Steam refund policy is two hours. You, if you if you played if you've played the game for less than two hours, you can get a refund. The when you get to the main menu the first time, it wants to load the shaders to basically get all that it ready takes to two go. Hours. It takes more than two hours on a lot of machines. Yeah. So yeah, like you can't play it. <laughs> you I can like you, you can fight that a little bit if you've got just cause for it. Yeah, like I once had a game that ran in the background. I I, I bought it. Like this isn't for me after like twenty minutes, and for some reason it didn't shut down and it ran in the background. It's like you played it for four and a half hours. It's like I haven't at all. I know and you can you can dispute it. I've disputed yeah, it. Yeah, and they just you gave me it back in the end. Yeah. But I think with all the known issues, if you did want to get a refund on the Last of Us, it's pretty. I'm pretty reasonable. sure they know the issues. And yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's 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 absolutely ridiculous that they can launch it in such a shit state, and obviously they've done it to try and capitalize on the interest around the TV series. But it's nah, it's we we should be so far beyond, especially from a AAA studio like Naughty Dog, even if bits were handled by Iron whatever they're called. Um, it's fucking raw. It is fucking raw. It needs another six months in the oven to make that work. As much as you could joke about it, it's 
it's it shouldn't be allowed. This is the harm of gaming. Of <laughs> yeah, I have this enjoyed uh, harmed. Greg Miller's little uh, cheeky poke at the PC players. I think Oodles posted one of them up in the uh, Discord. I like how people in the comments on those those videos, people think he's being serious. That's what's funny. <laughs> he's tr- he is tr- not fucking he's trolling for attention. Yeah, yeah. He's, and he's it's worked. Serious. <laughs> In, in the background of one of his videos, he's literally got vampire survivors playing on a PC. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He, he likes it. He's just joking. Yeah. So, yeah. Next, bored of it already. Hideo Kojima has partnered with a luxury London designer to create a unisex oh, line of Death Stranding-inspired clothing. The range oh, includes track, shirt, uh, track shirts, track suits, shirts, a bucket hat, a bomber jacket, and a silk tux jacket for you, Oodles. With prices starting from £65 for the hat and creeping all the way up to £1,050 for the silk jackets. The shirts are currently yeah, retaining it. for about 150 and the tractic jackets for 245 I'd have to get a new wardrobe, that's the problem. I'm, so you can't I'm one in it. 90% of my wardrobe and my costume cupboard is uh, from charity shops, so if I find one in a charity shop, it's getting bought. I love charity shop. Dumpster diving is so fucking good. So good. The throwaway, all sorts of great, frilly shirts <laughs> that men aren't supposed to wear. You just live your life like a camp pirate, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking fantastic. Fucking Guybrush Threepwood walking around fucking West Yorkshire. I've literally got a purple <laughs> denim jacket on. I didn't even realise I've got a purple denim jacket on. I am just the living end. So is this clothing line, is it going to be UK only? Because I know he's partnered with a couple of people in Japan. Like, it's, the, the merch line is quite expensive there as well. Like, I know he's got designer watches and everything. We're talking a couple of grand. He had um, the JF Rays as well, didn't he? The glasses, mm. which is a British brand. That's right, yeah. And they're fucking very good. Have you seen frames in Specsavers, them JF Rays? They're fucking two grand. Oh, suddenly I've gone <gasps> short-sighted. <laughs> I, I was looking at them. I tried them on. <laughs> Specsavers, Super Natty Cat works there. Maybe she can hook us up. Yeah, maybe she can. It's Gresham Blake, mm-hmm. the designer. Um, honestly, I don't get them. I think they're a little bit ugly. Yeah, it's 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 a weird concept game, though, isn't it? If you think about it, no, but it's in the future, well, yeah, but like the the, the clues that like the designs that they've made it's supposed for to be modern don't look like anything to do with the game. It's like a load of like kind of luggage stickers related to Death Stranding across a, a jumper. Yeah. Um, oh, no, the black silk, black silk jacket looks nice I think it's the one that um, Kojima was wearing last time he was at an award show oh that was so nice the inlays on that oh yeah let's not talk about clothes because fucking I could be here all day they do them up to 3XL <laughs> though that's nice um, sadly a bit of sad uh, news um, Lily Gao I think is the way you pronounce it the new voice of Ada Wong in Resident Evil 4's remake has basically effectively shut down her Instagram account following a string of hateful comments from so called quote fans we call them neckbeards. This is why they are the worst of the worst, and we voted toxic fans the worst yep. out of the fire. Like, yes, because toxic fans are fucking I'm trying to say the, the word thing is less, right, but you the know thing what is, I mean. <laughs> that character in that game awful is voiced is voiced fantastically. Yeah, she has a great performance, in, and the the the, the RE engine can make any like real model like mocap person look. Exactly like they do in real life. She looks stunning. You know what I mean? What are you moaning about? What do you want? I did see mm. some someone post on Reddit earlier that um, neckbeard modders have already started um, 
putting out mods to adjust the character models for Ada and um, Ashley. <sighs> like putting Ashley back they, in a skirt and they, um, making they, they Ada's face look 14 so, again. quote unquote beautiful, which is looks like a very attractive they, they also Asian woman. Downgraded, they, they downgraded a bus size in Resident Evil 4 and the fuming about that. Like, fuck off. <laughs> Just fuck off. They are the worst. All of you. Oh, it's a shame because just... Lily Gow did a really, really good job as Ada. Fantastic, mm. fantastic. They're blaming her Especially... for quotes ruining the game. I mean, seriously, <laughs> how are they ruining the game? She's only in it for half of it. <laughs> and but she, when she's in it, she steals the scene. She's right. got such charisma. I'm looking at an original versus remake. There's barely any fucking difference, hardly. No, she just looks oh, no, like no, no. she's got more Asian eyes in this new one, mate. She's more Asian. Did Ada have... Wong is more <laughs> Asian. I think. I think the difference. The difference is when you go from the 2005 version to the 2023 version, she looks like a human being. Oh yeah, there is that. As as as, as opposed that. to you know, in those days, like everything was still slightly cartoonified because just the way graphics engines were. You know, everyone had slightly exaggerated eyes and facial features and stuff like that. Now you can do photorealism. Like no one's complaining that they changed Leon Kennedy's look between two and four remake. Someone was moaning that his, his jawline's not sharp enough because he's got a bit of a jowl coming. I'm like, he's older! He's, he's fucking older! older. <laughs> he's, he's, he's rocking into his 40s by this point. He's getting, he's getting, he's getting blonde in this one. No, no yeah. more the messy brown. Come on. Come on. This is just what happens to humans. Some, <laughs> some men age a lot better than others. I mean, prime example. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. But it's, it's just... I just don't get... Play the fucking game. You see back of people's heads for like 95% of it anyway. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I fucking hate them. So weird. You should, should see some of the fucking mods for the PC, though. <laughs> I've already, I've, I've already oh, seen man. some mods where it's, where oh, it's just massive asses. Yeah. Massive asses, massive tits. <laughs> oh, Thomas the Tank Engine and Barney the Dinosaur. I've, seen, I've also seen the, the, the Leon Crotch Enhancer mod oh. where it's just got the biggest dong ever. <laughs> There's one here that she's just got she's hot armor mod, and she's just wearing nothing but this like PVC like bikini. Yeah. Right? Oh, modders! Hope Mr. Weird. Blobby makes it in there. <laughs> I do, I do. Oh, shirtless Some representation Leon. from the yep. Blobby. Shirtless Leon. How, All right. how how is it that this game's been out a week? There's already 14 pages of mods on Nexus mods. They started People on, they started on the demo, freaks. didn't they? They started on the demo, apparently. I mean, I, I, I'm fully into the Leon Kennedy tramp stamp mod. He's got a tramp stamp. Fucking halter top and like some little angel wings on his lower back. I'm into that. I'm into that. I'm into that. Big style. Oh, God. He's such a fanboy, isn't he? Bless him. I love him. Love him. Next. Government TV world. Uh, Liv Tyler is returning as Bessie Ross for Captain America New World Order. Oh. That was a weird one because she hasn't made any appearances throughout the whole of the MCU. Has it been twenty nine films or something like that since <laughs> since her last arrival? But well, 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 well they didn't not? do any. There's never been a, a a Hulk film has there since then, and they tried to obviously do that weird Natasha and Bruce, yeah, like love interest Romance. instead. That um, nobody liked, and there hasn't really it makes been sense. A, that's why I don't think there's been an opportunity to put her in anything. Really has the like yeah. that's had Bruce Banner around, so mm. makes yeah. makes sense. I'm sure she'll be fine. I'm, uh, it's hardly newsworthy, but I'll allow it. 
Uh, you could Excellent. say the same about the next one. Star Trek oh, Lower God. Decks has been renewed for season five at Paramount Plus. Great. That is, that people, is newsworthy. People like Great. that. Yeah. People like that. Fantastic I like what news. I've seen. Lower Decks is hilarious. There you go. Next. <laughs> uh, Chris Pine has come out and said that the D&D game should be played in classrooms. This idea that it's like geeky or nerdy or whatever, the gospel of Dungeons and Dragons that I think is so important to know why I think it should be played in schools is that it immediately teaches cooperation, it exercises the imagination, it's joyous and improvisational. No idea what he's talking I about. I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. It's yeah, also absolutely. very inclusive because it's full of you players, mixed Anything. races, mixed like, genders and everything. You can play Way before it's time as well, yeah, wasn't it? You can play as whatever you want. Yeah, I agree. I think it's. I think it's. Uh, that's better than I don't know. While the shite that the spew at schools nowadays, anyway. At least it's. It's got social aspects to it. It's got community aspects to it. It's fun in small quantities. It's. It's a hobby that's not going to hurt anyone. Yeah. No. It's. Yeah. Why not? It, it why ha- not? It also helps you engage with people in ways that you would never have thought of. And people can get jobs in it. And it teaches so. math and writing as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and people learn languages and all sorts of things attached yeah. to it. And storytelling's massive. People forget the importance of storytelling. So yeah. And yeah, if anyone's out. listening out there, we are looking for a writer for our D and D podcast. If anyone can uh, write <laughs> in and let us know. <laughs> oh, that's such venom to that. You know, you say that right before the week. Before we record our next <laughs> he episode. He knows I'm joking. And you, yeah, but you know and you going to bite you in the die. ass. <laughs> Gadget's eyebrow is cocked and ready. We do need a funeral. We had a funeral. Yeah. Listen to uh, Do Dragon Stream of Scott Sheep. I have tried. <laughs> you have tried. <laughs> I know. You're I fucking Errol Flynn manoeuvre. <laughs> uh, next. next. Uh, anime show based around the Edgar Wright film Scott Pilgrim was announced. And the entire cast is returning. It's great, that. That's great. mental. Mm. Yeah. I really like Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, it's a really I good, good film. film. Yeah. I, it seems to be... I don't know, As that adaptation to go... It, I think it's really good. It got a bit of a kicking because they don't look like the comics. It's like this fucking little <laughs> anime manga thing. Do you know what I mean? It's, no, no one I don't think like it was like <laughs> that. Just critics just seemed to get it. I, I liked think, it. I think yeah. it was a bit of a cult. It, mm. it 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 definitely sold the idea of like like I think it's one of the better ways of adapting a comic book into a film because they made it feel like a comic book throughout. Yeah, had all the little cutaways yeah. and like text appearing on the screen and shit like. It this. holds up really well. It holds, I watched it about half a year ago. It holds up really well. Music's obviously fantastic in it. Definitely one of the best and things that Michael Sarah's done. It's <laughs> not many. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's, not, he's, you know, he's not done anything in ages, has he? No. He's grown a shit mustache. No, I kind of <laughs> like it. No, he looks like a serial like killer, it. man. I'm thinking of just doing that Pedro Pascal mustache thing very soon. Just, just walking around with a mustache. I swear I'm not a nonce. Like that. All, all day, every day. So what else is good? good. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking Next. of which, in an interview with Total Film... <sighs> Vin Diesel teased that Brian could appear in some way <laughs> in the Fast and Furious finale. And he said, finale. that moment in How 2013, when the world was struggling with loss, the studio made a very bold and righteous and daring decision to keep Brian O'Connor alive, Diesel said. 
I will give you this without spoiling anything. I couldn't imagine this saga ending without truly saying goodbye to Brian O'Connor. Oh, they're going to do the thing they did for Fast 7 again, aren't they? They're just going to yes. get his brothers in and just... It's been a long night. He did, he'll do some video been. for it or something. Oh, nah, nah, nah. I just, they could just, they I'm going to learn that on piano for you, Gadget, and sing it to you. They should have well, just <laughs> killed the character off. Like Other films have done it when actors in a have car died. Like, They've been brave. No, should just they end, should just they should have ended the had, series. Well, yeah, they should have ended the series. It's like, it's <laughs> actually, not just no, I, like I, at I, seven. I mean, like seven, seven, seven is a, like that uh, ending is like kind of it's a nice ending. Like there's not there's no more story really to be told. Like as evident from everything that's happened since. Um, mm-hmm. so it would have been a good and it's a good ending them too. And like obviously because Paul Walker died, you can't really you shouldn't really do anymore. But if, because they did it. What's a good way to bring the team and everything back together? Oh, somebody's killed Brian. Yeah. Like, and it makes sense. It does not make any sense why all this you shit my is happening and Brian's just stuck at home with the kids. Yeah. After all the stuff that he's been through with the, with them. I mean, it makes it, it, no it fucking was, sense. It was a plot point in the seventh film that he was bored of being a dad and he was sick of being. He was sick of not being yeah. shot at. He missed being shot mm. at. The f- fucking... I hate that film so fucking... Nine. <laughs> nine, they kind of just get away with it in a... In a, mm, a way, but not so much. But yeah, it should have just... I did see the trailer for 10 this weekend, and I, I was very annoyed by it. Does I can't it spoil it when the, when the aliens come down and stuff. No, I, I can't go and see it at the cinema because I will be shouting in the cinema. I've decided I absolutely <laughs> cannot go and see you that. Have to, no, you have to pay for you to go. Yeah. yeah. Um, the thing is about I can't. You'll have to watch nine before we can talk about John Cena's character in ten because that also makes fuck all sense. Isn't he the bad guy in nine? The guy commits like war crimes in nine, and then obviously, like <laughs> it looks like in ten, he's just like part of the team. Hey, look, they did that in Walking Dead. Negan killed all the friends and family, but by the end, he was the hero. <laughs> Oh, fuck yeah, it terrible. can be done. It can be done. Terrible writing Next. in that. Terrible writing in Fast and Furious. <laughs> Hello. Next. He, he, Hello. he, he, he doesn't you. talk until you say next. It's like Ron Burgundy. You've got you've got a genius. <laughs> <laughs> how many times? How long have we had this section in this podcast? It's got to be. Coming on to six but months. Before we go ahead, you get upset if you don't say next. So I was just waiting. For I did you. say it though. That's the fucked up thing, man. Didn't come through. Anyway, Stephen King's It star Bill Skarsgård has confirmed he won't be back as Pennywise for the up and coming prequel series. Welcome to Derry. That's a bit sad, isn't it? Because I quite like him in that. There's a prequel to it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's going to be about well, because well, the character returns every. Uh, years or whatever it is. So yeah, it's just going to be before that story, but. It looks like his creature's not going to be Pennywise. It's going to because it does take different forms, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. Kids love Pennywise, though. Don't know if it can work. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Pennywise it's a, is the draw. Like that's the draw yeah. of the, the the film, Pennywise. So mm. it's not. Ooh, it's a story about it in Derry. It's like no people want to see Pennywise. Yeah. So just. Either they're going to recast him or just not have a Pennywise. Which I've said might, Pennywise might, way too read, much. I might, I might read it to my son before bed every night. See how he gets on with that. <laughs> Cosmic <laughs> horror before bed. Why not? Yeah, underage orgies. I was going to say, you're going to keep the 13 year olds having an orgy at the end. 
Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready for some sex education? Yeah, no, you gotta, no. Gotta, no, no, gotta remember when Stephen King wrote that there was so much cocaine. So much. So cocaine. much. Still is apparently with his new box. Christ, that man's back on gear. <laughs> he's done a he's done a new one about a fucking train that comes up. You know, like Christine. Oh, see, he's already he's, he's already done a car. <laughs> yeah, but a train. This is what makes me think. Ha, and fog. He's back on. He's back on the gear. <laughs> but he did do a, oh, an entire with horror, like a horror mobile novel scooter about, or something. He did do a horror novel entirely about fog. Yeah, I know. But if there's a, if there's a scary ghost monster train chasing you, do you know what you do? You step to it right because you're off at tracks. <laughs> I don't know, have you, seen, have you seen that game Choo Choo Charles? No, what yeah. the fuck's Choo Choo Charles? It's a fucking horror um, train yeah. chasing you with like spider's like legs coming off it. Oh, so you can get off the tracks? And get off the tracks. No, but you've got to You've got to fix your train to get away from him and you can't get oh, off no, the tracks. Oh, no, fuck that, mate. <laughs> fuck that. No it looks chance. mad as fuck. Oh, no, 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 thank you. Next. Finally over to the Weird World Web. Thanks to Gadget for... Bringing this one to my attention, Afro Man is facing a lawsuit from seven law enforcement officers over him using footage from a police raid of his home in one of his music videos. <laughs> the officers have alleged that the rapper, I love the real names for rappers, Joseph Foreman, took recordings yep. of their faces and they were obtained from a raid which took place in Ohio in August 22 and he used them in a music video and social media posts without their consent. <laughs> They've that. claimed... All seven of them are seeking all of Foreman's profits from use of their images, including revenue from songs, music, video, movies, and concert tickets, on top of the promotion of his Afro Man brand and merch proceeds. <clears throat> They've also said, um, uh, where is it? I lost it. Wow. He's also responded by saying um, he intends to countersue for the unlawful raid and money being stolen, as well as the damage caused to his family, career, and property. I love oh, countersues. Yeah. They're amazing. They fucking sue for anything in America, won't they? Oh, you can. Yeah. If that happened to me, I'd just be like, oh, look, Mint. I'm in a... It's that woman that sued McDonald's <laughs> for making a fat. It's because <laughs> of her that they started putting calories on the menu. Yeah, or the, as the one that um, sued when she, they poured hot coffee on themselves and said that yeah. the... Uh, the, the Cup didn't say warning hot. Yep. Uh, no, no, that that, that that was a different one. That's been debunked a few times. That that woman sued because the coffee the coffee that was spilled on her was kept at a certain temperature, it was like something like 84 degrees Celsius. So when it landed on her, it actually gave her like third degree burns across her lap. And well, that's the reason just her, her fucking fault for dropping no, no, hot drinks on her. No, the, <laughs> the the reason why McDonald's kept it so hot, because generally when you get served coffee in a cafe, it's usually about uh, 60 degrees. The reason why McDonald's kept it so hot is so that they could squeeze more out of the coffee grounds. The base of the coffee would last longer in the machine. Ah, so the but it was, costs. But it was dangerously hot. So that was actually a health and safety thing. Like she was, re- And she only sued for the medical costs. But the yeah. girl that got fat and sued him, that's different. She just <laughs> kept eating McDonald's. <laughs> no, it's not. She, she sued them because something, <clears throat> something in the recipe was um, addictive. It was something. Yeah, it was something they were putting Sugar. in. Sugar. Yeah, there was something in they were putting in that was addictive. But anyway, regardless, this one is really funny because the, the 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 officers are suing for emotional distress, embarrassment, ridicule, loss of reputation, humiliation. Basically, they fucked up by raiding his house. Didn't realize he was actually a celebrity who made music, and are now <laughs> getting butt hurt because they they're being made fun of because they were fucking idiots. Yep. He's not. He's not going to go to court, is he? Because he's going to get high. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> Talking about branding, I tried those um, Burger King Whopper flavored Doritos. 
I thought they were right, actually. Nah. But at, I've had, at I've the had bottom of the packet, boring. It, boring. it's got in text, Burger not included. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to sue him? Uh, no, because wow. I was disappointed to find there was no burger included until I saw the... Uh, the disclaimer. The, uh, the disclaimer. Mm. I was like, oh, that's fair enough. Yeah. Well, excellent. Thank you for the news. Let's move on to the Nexus. What's people been doing? Candy, you've had nine weeks off. Yeah, I've only done one thing, really. Actually, no, oh I've, got, I've got a few. I'll just do one. I went to see um, John Wick 4. and John, John the Wick 4. John the Wick 4, a.k.a. Keanu 4. And I'll preface this. Mm. I have seen all the other John Wicks. I couldn't have tell you, you what happened in any of them other than Dog Dies Gets Angry. So... <laughs> I couldn't. I I got no idea what's happening in the story, none whatsoever. Uh, but I, not really to I the do. film's detriment, <laughs> because <laughs> just well, there's not really. Yeah, there's not really. A, there's not much to pay attention to. You just look at it. It's very, very pretty, and it is. It's visually stunning. It's if you were to put the cyberpunk logo across the top, it wouldn't look out of place at all. It's Keanu acting badly, but. F- Doing this just amazing choreography and the the sets and everything are so like visually rich and stunning. It doesn't matter what the story is really. I mean, if there's somebody that's really into Wick lore, then I apologise. It's law. It, it's <laughs> not oh, yeah. me. I don't really there's, know what. There's a load of law to it. I've seen all three of them. Can you remember what happens? Yeah, I, I saw three. That was my nexus. No, because I watched them. I, I, I watched them on the lead. I watched them today. Oh, okay. Well, that doesn't count then. Watched... Well, well, that's, that's, why you know. I, that's why you know, because you literally watched them. No, that's what I'm saying. Is the law, because I've watched all three of them. Can't tell you what happened. Yeah. Yeah, there's a whole... <laughs> Man. It's about there's a crime of... syndicate type thing called the High Table or something, isn't it? Probably. They did mention the High Table once <laughs> or twice. Like <laughs> now, do you not, not pay attention? <laughs> I was distracted by Keanu. So this one's actually really I long. was distracted by Keanu for other reasons. <laughs> Well, this one's really long. It's about three hours of not understanding what? what's happened. Really? Um, but I, I feel like it, there's a lot of it that could be cut out. There was, there was one scene where Keanu takes about 10 minutes to turn around and say, yeah. Um, kill my dog. Another does, scene. Doesn't he, only, doesn't he only have like 380 words in the script as well? Oh, yeah, he barely speaks. There's yeah, he don't, he don't, he don't really speak at all. Yeah, there's, there's lots Which of Which makes it better. Makes lots it better. of punchy, punchy. And it, he's, a, he's, he's a he's a great like good good with choreography. He's fuck, I can't even yeah. knock him for that. I can't put me hook mm. But he's really good at doing those fight scenes. But yeah, never mind. In we're three, not reviewing the other. We're not reviewing the well, other three. Yeah, well, no, like in three, where um, he gets he kills somebody on the the hotel oh, ground, which is against yeah. against the rules, rules and stuff. And then he he goes. On this weird journey, uh, fighting everybody through, along through the way, and then he goes, he goes to a fucking desert in Casablanca for no reason. Because when he gets there, he meets the guy that apparently runs it all, and he pleads fealty to him, and he has his finger chopped off. And his yep. quest is to prove his loyalty by going back to New York and killing Winston, who runs the hotel. And then when he yep. gets there in three, he changes his mind, and it's just like, what's the whole point of the desert thing? You've just lost a finger well, to change your mind. Baba when you it does start, yeah, it does just, actually start in the desert. It's so weird. You'll be glad to know that Winston's going strong. And in fact, he's one of the culprits that the film is too long. Going back to that, there's about about half an hour of him walking from one end of a gallery to the next. He's no, thinking no, from Killjoy, isn't it? Walking. Hey, Killjoy. Killjoy, Killjoy. Yeah. 
Love Joy, that's it. Not Kill Joy. Love Joy. <laughs> kill Joy. You were right. He went back to Kill Joy. Yeah, Love Joy. Love and Joy. Then, that's, what, that's what it's called, wasn't it? Love Joy. Not yeah, Love Joy. Joy. I'm getting confused with Kilroy. Yeah, you're thinking Kilroy. There's a Harry Enfield character based on him as well. Is it? Yeah. But anyway, there's also a 90 minute sequence. That he fell down the stairs. For, it was like Loki. He's been falling for 30 minutes, literally just falling down the stairs. And can we talk about the film? Like, is there anything good in the film, Candy? Because everyone's the, the action, stair sequence the action is incredible. And the choreography is incredible, and that's the most important thing about it. That's like, what it is. I, it's a ride, isn't it? I all, all, all the trilogy were a ride. It's just I a didn't ride. sit there not knowing what was going on. And not enjoy it. I still enjoyed it. I had no yeah. idea what was going on. It didn't matter because yeah. that's not the, that's not what John Wick is here for. It's here for no. the it's here for the stunning sets. It's here for the fighting, and it really, really delivers. It's all out action for the whole film. It is it is stunning. But I mean, there's there's a few like he's indestructible, John Wick as well. He's he's he would have died a million times. Not I mean, so is he... Keanu Reeves by all accounts. Yeah, he should have died a few. Uh, he looks great, doesn't he? They look great. It's I mean, you can tell he's a little bit stiff in the neck, but he always has been, I think. I don't think that's an age thing. I think that's it. He yeah. had like a hockey injury or something, didn't nah, he? He looks great, man, regardless of what he's just He's just incredible. Like, I know he's he's not the best actor, but you just you just cannot no, fault. The, the amount he must have learned, because it yeah. it's, it's two and a half, three hours of action sequence after action sequence. I cannot imagine the amount of work he put in to learn all that. Mm. And the, the, the amount of different fighting styles and everything he uses and all the weapons, it's just, it's, it's just, oh, it's it just mental, defies it? any kind of logic how good it is. But yeah, there, there, are, some interesting, <laughs> there are some interesting non-death scenes from him. There's also like a good scene in, in a club, and this isn't ruining anything. However, he does fall about 40 feet in front of a bunch of dancers, then puts an axe in somebody's faces, face. The dancers don't stop dancing. They, they're so in the moment. They're still around him, giving it all that I kind wouldn't. of thing. They just don't care. But Never stop. If you, if you like John Wick, like I, I can't tell you like story-wise how good it is in comparison to the others because, like I said, I just don't know. But even if you haven't seen the others, you can go and you can if you if you like action, you'll you'll enjoy it. I didn't dislike the the three that I watched. I I just didn't like love them. Do you know what I mean? I just yeah. They're ent- they're entertaining. They, they remind me of like parkour videos or like fail videos you just can't stop watching them mm. don't mean you love them yeah you just can't stop watching it it's great entertainment and i it's bet it's even watching, better it's, in cinema it's watching the spectacle of it it is a really good yeah. it's, you have to see it in the cinema really but, like biggest bag of popcorn biggest big gulp you can oh, imagine you can smash that popcorn into it as well just, yeah. yeah that's what i'm saying I'd, I'd be i'd be right up for that now a cinema as well i'd like to see the fourth one but I'm not wasting a cinema trip on it i'm skin. <laughs> the cinema was actually full as well. It was really nice to see. Like the cinema I go to locally, not even the premieres don't it doesn't sell out. But yeah, no, it was mm. packed. It was good. People good. like Keanu. They do, don't they? They do. Apparently it's not the last one either. Crass. No. And then there's Ballerina, which is a spin off. Oh, I get why I get why, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah it's got Anna oh. de Armas in it, so yeah. there's a reason okay. to go to the cinema. It's like a, it's it's like a <laughs> beautiful and talented. It's like a resurgence of like those classic eighties, just chopping people's neck films. In it, it's good. Yeah, I don't think there's anyone left in the world for him to kill. Like at points, I'm thinking the general public just getting involved in this because there's, mm-hmm. there's like a never-ending army of baddies. Mm. Mm. 
Hello. Yeah, I'm, I'm into it. Excellent. Excellent. Have you got something else for the green room? I'm I assuming. Do. Yes, I do. Cool, 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 cool. Do you know, I really want to know what the man who has everything has been up to this week. Gadget. Uh, so I have also seen a film at the cinema. No way. Yes. Because I've been to see, as, as, as it'll come a shock to nobody. John Wick uh, 4. No, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Amongst Thieves. That is full title. That's, uh, that's the full title of it. So this was directed by Jonathan Goldenstein and John Francis Daly. Uh, it stars Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez, Regis Jean Page, Justice Smith, Sophia Lillis, and Hugh Grant. And it's bloody marvellous. It is oh. really good. Like you, you go in, I, I had reasonable expectations because I found the trailers quite entertaining, but I was preparing myself for like maybe a seven out of ten kind of film. Mm-hmm. Uh no, it's absolutely spectacular. It's really bloody good. Um so the film is a it, it's pitched as kind of an action comedy. Um to me it feels like kind of like a comedic adventure film. So it it has I think Marvel. Clo- no, no, I think closest you could probably maybe put it to is something like the mummy. Where it's, oh. where it's kind of like an unlikely group of people come together and then they have to go on this kind of adventuring journey against world-ending evil kind of thing. Like Jumanji. A, a little bit, yeah. Um, the... I fucking love Jumanji, mate. I don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care <laughs> what anyone says I love Jumanji. All three of the Jumanji films are great. All of For them. different reasons. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Chris Pine is... Uh, this, uh, the story's told from Chris Pine's perspective. He plays... Uh, Edgin Darvis, a bard and a former member of a mercenary group. Um, he has a loot. He is camp as fuck. And, but, funny enough, he's not a horny bard. They're not doing that particular trope. Don't believe him. Uh, he's joined by Michelle Rodriguez as Holga Kilgore, a barbarian who was exiled from her tribe. Does she have an axe? She does. And she is welcome to use it at all times. A barbarian exiled from their tribe. <laughs> what a, what a <laughs> lame backstory that is. <laughs> uh, Justice Smith plays Simon Almar, a half-elf wild magic sorcerer who is a shit sorcerer. I also hmm. really appreciate just the, the gentle Simon the Sorcerer reference. That, that tickled me. Uh, and Sophie Lillis plays Doric, a, t- a tiefling druid who is a big fan of wild shape. So the thing mm. to remember with this film is um, it is... It ripped um, us off. It, <laughs> it has been written by people who clearly play Dungeons & Dragons, unlike that horrible Dungeons & Dragons film we had in, two, in the early 2000s with... Um, How dare you? With Jeremy Irons? With Jeremy Irons in it. <laughs> How dare you, sir? <laughs> so bad, that film. This one of the, the worst films I've ever seen. This, the, this one is written you. from a perspective of... It feels like they were actually playing a campaign as they were playing this, and the, 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 the because, and this was what I enjoyed most about it. They do things that D and D players would do, like you know when you're playing when we're playing D and D, you'll think I of put a really barrels kind of, in front of big giants. You'll <laughs> think of like a ridiculous solution to a situation. You a couple of dice rolls, and it turns out it works. Like so throwing give, a bear, like throwing a bear. So I'll give you this example. So the film starts um, with. Um, Edgin and Holger in uh, in a jail in Icewind Dale. They are they have a parole meeting. It's a game. And, well, it's a, it's a region in the. I know. The I'm joking. Yeah. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> they are so they're in for a kind of a parole board kind of meeting thing, and and like the, that's given the backstory to the film, like what they were doing, how they became thieves, yada yada yada, setting up all the kind of the main backstory plot points. All the while through, Chris Pine is saying like, "Oh, where's where, where's where's uh, Jenathan?" 
who is uh, an Arakoka, who is a bird, uh, a bird so man. Stupid sure. names as well they, in that. They do, yes, but anyway. <laughs> um, and he keeps saying, like, this guy's missing. So where is he? And, and he's going into the story. And as he gets to the end of the story, when they're, they're about to make their judgment, the bird man walks in. And what, and what do they do? They grab him and jump out of the window of this tower to allow the bird man to, like, flap his wings and fly them down to the ground. And that's how they escape it. the prison. Oh, that is something D&D players would fucking do. <laughs> that they would think, there is a window in this room, we're 15 stories up, let's jump out and grab the bird. You know? Mm-hmm. It's, that, it's that level of stupid. Um, the Hugh Grant plays the bad guy in this. Uh, Forge Fitzwilliam. So he's an ambitious rogue and a con artist. And he is having the best fucking time. Mm. He is playing him like Boris Johnson. I'm not even kidding. And it's don't so go out, go out, don't go out, go out. Basically, go out, like don't that, go yeah. out. Like that. And it's so funny. You can tell he's having so much fun with her playing a bit of a bastard. Um and yeah, I, I absolutely I absolutely adore the performance. I don't want to talk too much on the story because it kind of it does extrapolate like a DD campaign would, where you know you're bouncing from place to place, you're finding out things. There are some weird cameos in this film. Bradley Cooper turns up at one point as a halfling. That was Weird. This is what I mean, right? Like, we're suing them because they keep having, like, a devilishly handsome halfling. I think we've already done that. Oh, yeah, we have already yeah, done that. Yeah, Wow. <laughs> Does Henry Cavill appear? Because he's a massive D&D... No, he's not. He's a Warhammer. No, he's no, Warhammer. He's... Get your nerd oh, things right. It's Joe Magliagliaglo. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, um, another, another stupidly handsome bastard as well. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 there, there are some really fantastic references to D&D that you don't need to know about like all the spells they Good, use are, are D&D <laughs> spells there are characters and places referenced that are real in the D&D uh, canon um, there is a fantastic sequence with an overweight dragon that dragon is in the lore of, of the D&D world uh, they, go, they, they bounce around so they're up in the mountains they go to the underdark they go to cities they go to deserts they 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 have a really fun um experience where they um have to find answer they have to find an item and to do it they come up with the idea of using the spell that allows them to speak to the dead um they're allowed to ask them five questions and then the, the corpse goes back to being dead and because they're in oh, like on the witcher like on the witcher which must have copied D&D yes um but because they're inept, they end up having to dig up the entire fucking graveyard to eventually get their answer. And it's just a really they're fun asking sequence. questions when they shouldn't be asking questions. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's funny. Everyone's like on Python shit. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Everyone's on top form, but I have to single out, like, Michelle Rodriguez is so good in this film. Like, she's she, in Fast and Furious. Well, I, this is the point I want to make. She, without having the kind of shadow of... Vin Diesel around it, or maybe just the way that, or just the maybe <laughs> definitely Vin, is Vin Diesel, mate. Yeah. <laughs> definitely, is. maybe the way uh, um, he's kind of sculpted Letty's character. Yeah, um, character. She, re- she really gets to shine <laughs> in this one. Like Holger is a character with emotions, with feelings, with desires and drives that are not related to the man next to her. There is an, uh, there is no romantic thing between Holger and Edgin, for example. They are purely platonic t- party members. You're telling me so well. she's an autonomous woman led to lead a film? Yeah. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. An autonomous woman in her 40s as well. I don't believe you. <laughs> Hollywood's gone woke. I hate it. But she's also she's doing her own stunts, and the fight scenes that she gets are excellent. 
Like the, the, there was a, there was an early fight scene where she basically takes out an entire group of guards while uh, Chris Pine is trying to get out of his um, his handcuffs, and she absolutely just demolishes them, and that's when she gets her axe, and she is just so good at it. And it just this this film actually does prove that she's a really fucking good actor. She's um, she's the best thing in that original Resident Evil film as well. She is, yeah, by so, far. Yeah. The um, and I think the other thing I think uh, what it's important to make this film give the quality of this film is it doesn't do the meta thing. This is not a film about a bunch of people playing D and D and this is how their campaign looks and we just go into their imagination. Mm. This is a film about a story in Faerun. Like this is the this is just a story in that world. So it's not like you don't get to the end of the film and the camera zooms out on a table and it's the actors all around. I the thought table. that's what that. I thought that was going to be. I I was a little worried they were going to do that, but the, no, the film works as an actual real thing and it it just exists and i really like said it's going to be a franchise now haven't they absolutely i can more. see i, I can see them doing, doing a handful of good films out of this yeah um the use of kind of comedy in, in the action scenes is great when they encounter a mimic it's fucking hilarious um the they pull out some really obscure monsters from the monster manual to to put into this and i just had a really good time with it and Pip really enjoyed it, and she doesn't play D anD D. She doesn't know it to the extent I do. You can see this on face value as a fantasy action comedy film, and it works. It doesn't bog I, you down. I the saw law. on uh, Roger Ebert's website one of the reviewers said it reminds them of um, Jason and the Argonauts. I went, I'm in, I'm fucking in. Yeah, I'm there's in. none of that. I fucking it's, love that shit. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's it's a really good family romp kind of film. It mm. has a really good message to it. Everything's well acted. Like there's there's bits that will be scarier for the little ends, but and there's they say shit a few times, but other than that, it's great. I I really I I want more films like this. I mean, I'm not just saying in D and D terms. Like this was just a really big fun film. It wasn't mm-hmm. too ponderous over a message. It was just an adventure, and I think that like we haven't had a lot of films like that recently. So yeah, well, the reboot in Aragon fire, aren't they? <laughs> Are they? Yeah, apparently so. That's right. I know there's a, 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 a fifth book in that series. <clears throat> TV show, yeah, that's what I meant. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Go, go, go and see Dungeons and Dragons. I think it's I think it's really good. Yeah, I'll definitely go so. Dungeons and Dragons. Cool. Cool, <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Um I've got a little gadget to review. Not you, what? gadget. It's kind of little say. gadget. Oh that little. I've been given one of these by the good people at Good Books. Com. This is not, they, they didn't ask me to review it. I'm reviewing it on my own half. I was given it. I won a competition. Hey. 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 You finally winning something. Yeah, I won something. Don't new get jealous. E-reader. It's, a, it's the new Kindle, the new Kindle, the baby one, the baby Kindle. All right. It's really nice. The uh, I, got, got, I got it in denim. I didn't have a choice. But um, I've never had a, a proper e-reader like that. I've used Kindle on my phone and stuff, and it's, it's not the same, is it? Because your eyes start. I don't like burning. reading on tablets yeah. or things. No. So I had, I had a Kindle, which is like a grey background, so it's much easier on the eyes. Yeah, yeah, that's what this one is. Can't read in the dark, but I wouldn't do that anyway. Uh, obviously, this is very visual for people, but like you've got all your standard Kindle stuff. But what I really like about this is the dark mode and stuff, so I can read it in bed and stuff. It's also got um, aud- audible. Connect- connectivity because it's Amazon guys I know people don't like Amazon but it's got Bluetooth enabled headphone you know what I mean so I can have me I can listen to audiobooks and stuff like that but the reason I'm bringing that up is because I've been reading some, a novel a great novel a novel that's very old 
Fyodor Dostoevsky's Crime and Punishment. Fuck We're going hell, there, guys. Man. We're going there. We're going Uplifting there. Uplifting fucking Soviet-era <laughs> book to talk about on the podcast. Jesus We're Christ. Modern escapism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm, this is why I had to bring up the Kindle because I'm reading it on a modern device, <laughs> cutting edge device. Are you, so, are you are you reading it on a modern device because it's a it's public domain and free? Yes, there <laughs> it is. No, there's so because many. It's public domain and free and has been for a while. <laughs> yeah, I also read. I, I, I read War of the Worlds. I read Animal Farm. <laughs> I've read Frankenstein. I've read all you the classics since bastard. I've had it. I'm a tight bastard. I'm a tight bastard. Uh, I pay for Audible, so you know what I mean. I get I get a credit a month. Uh, but yeah, um, so Crime and Punishment, very famous book, which follows the mental anguish and moral dilemmas of Rodion Roskilnikov, an impoverished ex-student in Saint Petersburg who plans to kill an unscrupulous pawnbroker, an old woman who stores money and valuable objects in her flat. So I'm assuming you guys have not read Crime and Punishment, but you've absolutely heard of it. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's I think it's a syllabus book for some people and especially in like sociology and stuff like that. Um this is actually the second time I read it in my life. Um I I just like it. it's it's subtle themes of isolationism and alienation. I'm not going to spoil the story massively. Uh but it was just such a pleasure to read cuz um Amazon have actually redone all them classics. I mean, I don't know if you've seen it on on Kindle app. They've redone all the classics now in in better um English cuz Unfortunately, most of the classics that exist aren't in English, and they weren't yeah. English authors. I mean, there's, there's, there's been some dodgy translations of Dostoevsky over the years. Oh as well. god, yeah. This is like uh, it's not the plain text version that everyone knows. You know, where they've just completely, massively just gone. That were Russian. Now it's English, which makes no sense. This is from the ground up, like retelling of it, and it's really fucking resonant at the moment because, like, I feel the same <laughs> as uh, Rodian because. The world's speeding up faster than I can keep up with, and that's what this book's about. He's left in the dark a lot through it, and like when you guys saying, "How do you not know that?" or "How do you not remember that?" I'm like, "This, this is this guy. This is <laughs> you know what I mean. This is this is this guy in 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 the book." And I'm doing this little reading challenge now, where like I just says, I'm a tight bastard, so I'm reading a classic novel every week because I think there's about three hundred free now, and I'm going to read a classic novel every week. <laughs> Next week's uh, Leo Tolstoy's War and Peace. That's <laughs> oh fucking hell, man! <laughs> yeah, that's a real uplifting yeah. page turner as well, isn't it? Uh, well, uh, I've read the first volume before, and it took me about two months. And there's three volumes. <laughs> so... Yeah, it's not a it's not a easy book to digest. I've just I've think... just done this thing where I, I need to stop like massacring computer games and just smashing through them constantly. I need my brain to be focused. And this little Kindle, I know it sounds stupid, but this little Kindle thing, it's tricking my brain into thinking I'm using some kind of gadget and I'm reading stuff. I'm getting through stuff and I'm concentrating. Believe it or not, when I read from the Kindle, I can't have anything else around me. So I'm not listening to podcasts. I'm just doing that one thing and I'm absorbing so much. Like I've, I read, um, uh, like I say, um, War of the Worlds again. And this bits that I can't even remember. I know it's been redone on stuff, but... It's still massive parts of the of the book, the very famous book that everyone's fucking everyone knows, and I'm I'm, I'm do you know what I mean? I'm getting it in, and it's I don't know I don't know if it's tricking my brain, like I say, to think it's some kind of technological marvel, but it's working, and I'm really enjoying it. And this fucking Kindle, this fucking lovely little machine, it's fantastic. And the battery life, I'm not even charging it, and I've had it two weeks. Oh, <laughs> yeah, the battery life, I mean, incredible. 
What the fuck? They're I don't even. It's USB C as well, which blew me away with it being a a uh, an Amazon device because they tend to like micro USB still, don't they? Yeah. Fucking idiots. Wish I knew where my Kindle yeah. went. I used to have one. I couldn't find it anywhere. I've lost I just, mine. I'm just, I don't know where it's gone. I've literally searched the house this week for it. I, I'm just absorbing. Of course, I pay no for Amazon Prime anyway. The Prime reading, there's so much good stuff on there. Absolutely loads of good stuff. You can only get 10 at once, and then you've got to put them back like a library system. Yeah. But it's really good. I've, I've got the, um, the Hideo Kojima book lined up ready. Mm, so that's going to be a nice read. So I, I just, I'm just reading, and it, it, it just feels good, and I wanted to bring that up. Because, yeah, before this, I was playing Dredge for a fucking solid month, trying to review that. But this is, this is, it's just, it's a good feeling reading classic books that have been redone really nicely. Because yeah. back in, like, because I, I did English literature at school and stuff like that, and it was, it's not engaging when it's not designed in your language, is it? It's fucking dull. Like when they do the complete works of Shakespeare redone in plain English, it's fucking crap. Mm. <laughs> it's genuinely <laughs> crap. It's yeah, it's proper nice to see it. And yeah, uh, Dostoevsky. Who would have thought you were a good author? Who would have thought it? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's me. Expect more books from me this year, guys, because I've got a nice new little gadget to read them on. Um, who else haven't I got to? Let's uh, dig. Watched um, a new film this week. So another film, but this one wasn't at the cinema. It was on my TV because it's only available on Apple Plus. I watched the Ooh. Tetris movie. So did I. So this um, stars uh, Taron Egerton, um, uh, Toby Jones, uh, Roger Allen, and just a lot of um, a lot of Russian yes. people that I've never heard of. <laughs> it's a big, very Russian theme this episode today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So yeah, this is basically the story of how Tetris became to be, and um, from its invention by Alexei Pajitov, yeah, and how a uh, businessman uh, Hank Rogers kind of went about trying to acquire the rights to it and sell it to Nintendo. And you know, when if you don't know the story, it's like, oh, okay, the story of somebody bought Tetris and put it on the Nintendo sounds a bit dull. I really, really enjoyed it because there's a hell of a lot more behind the story than that. Um, yeah, I like the trailer of it. it, it made yeah, it, it, it all kind of... So the story is that Hank is... Um, he has a software development company and while he's trying to sell one of his games in Vegas... Bulletproof he, games. Yeah, bulletproof games, that's it. And he tries to... Um, he plays Tetris and he, like, he loves it and he's like... I right, I really believe in Tetris. Like it's going to be the next big thing. It's going to be massive. And then he goes about he trying. He was selling copies of Go, weren't he? And no one was buying it. And yeah, I fucking he, love Go. So he he goes about trying to acquire the rights. But obviously, this is in the late eighties, and the game comes from then USSR. They don't really tend to allow a lot of things out of the country, or especially to the West at that time, and. It's just, it's a really fun film. Like, I really, really liked it. It's got a bit of comedy into it. It's got um, almost a kind of spy thriller like feel to it at times. Like when the, when he gets to Russia, and obviously they start, you know, all the contract talk starts to kind of get boiled down, and you've got the KGB being involved and unscrupulous people, and. Over in the UK, you've got Robert Maxwell trying to oh, 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 oh um, big Rob, yeah, trying to accure the right, get the rights to it. Who is a horrible man, 
Um, and swindled people yeah. out of millions of fucking pounds. Yeah, basically robbed his company pension to try and keep his company afloat. And he's yep. so he's trying to he's basically trying to get Tetris because it's the thing that will save Mirosoft, basically. Yeah, and he kept saying he was friends with Gorbachev. Yeah, and, yeah. Well, he does have ties to Gorbachev. Yeah, yeah, he does. So does he did yeah. have ties to Gorbachev. So there's all this kind of politicking going on between uh, Bulletproof Games, between um, Robert Stein, who's played by Toby Jones, who's the guy who originally required the rights. There's, you know, obviously the KGB are involved and the Russian, I can't remember what they're called, Elgon or something. It's the like the company that deal oh, with... Egon. Egon, yeah. Yeah, they deal with like... You know, computer games and software and stuff in in the in Russia, and uh, yeah, it's just really well acted. The music's great. Uh, I love the there's little transitions throughout the throughout the film where things kind of go like a bit blocky, like yeah, they go pixelated, don't they? Yeah, it goes all pixelated yeah. and blocky, like you know, like Tetris. Ooh. And it's just yeah, it's just. It's good. It's really good. The theme, I the really, theme really tune of the it. film's really good because it's the underlying theme of the actual Tetris theme mm. all the way through. Yeah. It's like underlining all the way, and it's it's quite a clever little like edit on the actual one of the most famous like theme tunes of all time. Like it's he, fucking great brilliant. Tune. Like it's just um, uh, Taron Edgerton's really great in this as well, and I, I just kind of love. He's a good actor. Yeah, it? and I kind of love the story of because, like I said, it starts off and it's quite like the first half an hour is quite comedic. Like it start, yeah. you know, like the way he manages to get in front of Hiroshi Yamuchi, and that all like meet with Nintendo, like it's it's kind of really, it's really <laughs> funny and really sweet, and it keeps using Mario like allergic, you know, allegory. Yeah, allegories. Yeah, to yeah. like try and like speak his language, but it just has everything for various different people. So if you're a gaming nerd, you've got Tetris, you've got Nintendo the launch of the Game Boy and all that's in there. Nintendo's rivalry with Atari. Uh, you've got a bit of, you've got coding in there if you're into that, that computer coding and stuff like that. You've got this kind of yeah. KGB Russian spy aspect to it as well. Um, but it's, and they're all driving ladders and stuff, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. So, yeah, it's... Um, I think it's a good film, mate. Yeah, I, really, I really enjoyed it. It's probably my, like, out of the... 2023 films I've seen like release this year probably my ones. second favorite film yeah like a couple it's of hours pleasant long and, flies and by and the fact the fact is and I, I did my due diligence on this as well because I was I was thinking is this is this a rocket man situation again where most of it's everything's 100% true hmm. everything yeah yeah. I, he, 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 even Hank Hank has he's been on YouTube since that film came out and said the only thing that wasn't true is I don't I've never owned a pair of Levi's that's perfect and that Henk is Dutch he did mention that he was Dutch in this but he's got a Dutch accent yeah but it's Taron Edgerton he's just going to do it for Apple isn't he he's going to make it it's just such a like the story is just so it's I just can't believe that they had to do this to get Tetris like it doesn't seem like it's balls on him yeah in general it is just a bit of a mad story like yeah when you like, because I read about it years ago, like like how Tetris, no, I say how it was made because it was just one of these computer experiments that someone eventually happened upon and creates this game. Mm. But yeah, the actual process of getting it through Nintendo, somehow managing to get in a knock Super Mario Land off the off the pack in with the Game Boy and stuff like that, it's just absolutely. Oh, it's mad. all true, isn't it? Mad. There's a, there's a, if you like that, Stig, there's a book called Golden State, which is about 
the first McDonald's franchise shot being allowed behind the Iron Curtain. It's it's very similar where he has to go and show he has to feed the KGB chicken nuggets to say this is good. You're going to benefit from these chicken nuggets. You're going to like them. And KGB are like very good, very nice. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, it's just really good. One of those things where he spoke to the right person at the right time, like the person that yeah. in, in, on the Russian side seems like they're going to be difficult, uh, but actually has some integrity about them. Mm. And, yeah. and actually listens rather than just being all like, no, here we do this, here we do that, and you'll listen to me. He actually listens to Hank and actually goes along with it and like they sort things out. And I just thought that was really, I just thought that was really good, really interesting. Story it's beautiful. Well. It's a beautiful. It's a beautiful. I mean, not to spoil it massively, but these two gentlemen still exist today, and they do own the Tetris company today, and it's well known that they do. And it's. It's just a beautiful end to a, a time that was just like, what the fuck going on? Yeah, like he put insane. everything on the line for Tetris. Literally. Like leaved it like in four, so much. Four million pound bank loan and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, his house and everything was like, yeah. and like you know, the risk, risking his life going to Russia and going against the Russian government yeah. during that time as well, when there, obviously there was a lot of heat between the Americans and the Russians and he just... avoided he avoided a gulag by an hour yeah, yeah it's just <laughs> <laughs> and once you're in a gulag you're in a gulag really enjoyable yeah. really really good yeah I, I, and Toby Jones again playing an absolutely scrupulous little pipsqueak he's great at that <laughs> he's so good at that he's brilliant at it but yeah I, I liked it as well mate brilliant brilliant um, Biggie your last I haven't really got anything to say. I've watched John Wick three. Just pretty much the, like the only normal. thing I saw. Yeah, <laughs> excuse me, but um, yeah, I, I, it, my only criticism, apart from what Candy's already covered, is um, the Keanuography. Sometimes um, it slows down a little bit. There's a pause too long sometimes when he's fighting because you've got the reaction of him either reacting to something happening or someone being punched, and when he see movies like The Raid, where it's so fast-paced, it's just a different level of combat. And I think sometimes it just slows down a little Who's bit Who's the uh, lead fighting. actor in The Raid? What's his name again? Oh, uh, oh God. It's not Tony Jarre, is it? No, no, That's no. Ong Bak. That's Ong Bak, isn't uh, it? Iko Iwas. Yeah, how old is he? Uh, he is uh, now when the raid 40 years old, so he'd have been about late 20s, 30. Thirty. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Keanu Reeves is 50, nearly sixty years old. That's why. Oh, no, no, no. Twenty-eight. No, it's, it's, not, it's not just about that. Some of the people that he's fighting are from the raid in that movie. Um, I know they are. The, yeah, the guys at the end, and they're, they're not probably not too far off at the same age, really. That's true. Actually, uh, yeah, isn't it? yeah. I, I think it's this, it's just a little bit of that slow react. You know, like in the eighties fight scenes you used to see, and it's uh, they look and get ready for the punch and stuff. This sort of that kind of reaction. <laughs> And, and and that just pulls me out of the immersion a little bit, but yeah, it it, it was a fine action movie. It's very enjoyable. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, like Candy says, there's issues with plot and I like the universe actually because wherever John Wick seems to be going, there's always somebody there wait to attack him. God, it's like this weird universe where there's assassins literally everywhere. <laughs> but, yeah, My favorite scene in the whole trilogy it. that I've seen, obviously I know it's quadrilogy now, but the trilogy I've seen is the scene when he goes to the doctor and time's running out. And, yeah. and Doctor just has to stop stitching him up. And I was like, oh, yeah. oh I like that. Shoot but me yeah. here because it'll make it look like I fought back. Yeah. yeah, and he shoots him twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah so I've enjoyable. Have to put movie. Keanu Reeves twice now and pod out, pal. No, you don't. No. <laughs> Just do a big Keanu, else? Keanu in the background. Can do, can do. Excellent, excellent. Let's move on to the first of our death and taxes main topics, guys. Um, so this month we're going to mainly be talking about death and taxes. <laughs> Closing the name, really. Oh, we'll um, be mostly we- talking about death while Candy worries about her taxes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I don't have to worry until January. <laughs> so yeah, we th- th- this episode we're going to talk about like memorable deaths in media. And now this can be quite subjective to some of us because we remember things differently, but I'm assuming we've all got some big hitters in here. And yeah. there's someone here that I know loves a death scene more than anyone. And that's Candy. Oh, how did you know it was me? <laughs> mm. mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. it's true and because of that I've got a bit of a collection. So I sorted them into categories. Um <laughs> Got a spreadsheet, guys. Yeah, so right, hang on. Yeah, get manager. So for my saddest, Terminator 2. The scene we all know. Uh, I will preface it. I've tried not to be too spoilery with more recent stuff. Oh, massive warning. Yeah. Everything's gonna be spoiled. (laughs) So yeah, I think I think all of this is more or less 10 years. In fact, I'm gonna delete one of them. That's not gonna go in. More they're more or less 10 years older, older. So yeah, Terminator 2. When Arnie goes down in the lava, thumb in the air. And also one of the does best that, lines, now does, I know why you Does that count cry. as a death? What's that? <laughs> does it count as a death? I'm just, I'm just more impressed that she's quoted line, like word for word the, the bit from Spaced when um, yeah, Simon Pegg's character is talking well, about yeah. that. <laughs> and the thing. And... But he it, wasn't alive in the first place, Candy. His, his, he's sentient. You're really going to love oh, my next one then, if that's... Is if that that's... what you're counting as, li- as life, sentience? I, I, I mean, scientists would agree with you. I mean, we're getting scarily towards the, that, the era of uh, robots, so, yeah. I'm, so, only, I'm, only, I'm only being uh, pathetic, mate. It's, I, I, I agree, it's a fantastic scene. So the next one, if you don't like non-real deaths, you're going to hate this. Littlefoot's <laughs> mum in The Land Before Time. Does anyone remember that? That were real. That were uh, real. That's yeah. still a trauma. Too soon, too soon. That, oh that was real. That happened. When she dies That's in the rain, he tries to snuggle up in a little back. Oh, my nah, God. Don't nah, mate. nah, don't nah, mate. don't. don't no mate. details. Yeah. No, can't do it. No, nah. God, worse. they don't make them like the Ooster, did they? Land before time. <laughs> Fucking hell. Way oh. worse than Bambi's mum's death, because I didn't really know Way that she worse. died. I didn't really know that that's what had happened. I thought she'd just gone. I thought his dad also, came up and said, you can't be with her anymore. Didn't understand that she was dead. Littlefoot was such a cutie. He didn't deserve it. God, and she was just... Oh, she tried to protect him. Oh, fuck, no, I can't, can't. Remember when no. Disney made that, that, that CGI one, that dinosaur, and they were like, this is going to be the next Land Before Time, and it was shite. I don't even remember <laughs> that. The good, the good dinosaur, yeah. No, not the good dinosaur. No, the one that's just called dinosaur. It's just called dinosaur. Yeah, I know the one you're talking about. It was yeah. fucking shy. Yeah, not dinosaurs, dinosaurs like, not, not the mama. Either. No, yeah, it's not very good. But yeah, Land Before Time, fucking heavy, heavy yeah. stuff for a kid. Next, and sequels got a fucking death in it as well. Oh, <sighs> I don't remember. I have seen the sequel as well, but I don't remember it. Oh. Nothing quite compared to that first one. There's always well, like, you know, like... remember remember Beaky. Wait, Beaky. No. It obviously didn't duck, hit me as hard. Ducky, the little ducky thing, the little fucking... That one. No, I don't remember that at oh! all. <laughs> <laughs> Rip Beaky. Okay. So Beaky, moving on to it. most dramatic, and this is... Um... Oh, yeah, this is bad. So the first I've got, 
Sergeant Elias from Platoon. So when mm-hmm. he goes down, he reaches his arms to the sky, does the fucking... Uh, this the will make a fantastic mu- Blu-ray box cover. Yeah, that dramatic uh, music. Also in space when uh, Nick Frost gets killed by paintballs. All, all your deaths <laughs> come from space. <laughs> <laughs> and after Elias from Platoon, I've got um, Matey Boy from... I couldn't be bothered to look up his name. Matey Boy from Green Mile. The prisoner who's... John Coffey. Yeah, no. Like the drink, but spelt different. No, not him. <laughs> the one that gets put in the electric chair, but the prison officer deliberately doesn't wet the sponge on his head. Oh, yeah, the guy that's got oh, the, the, the yeah, mouse. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Mr. Jingles. I remember Mr. Mr. Jingles' name. Yeah, yeah. So th- that was just horrific, because obviously he wasn't sort of mentally well, and this prison guard had a particular vendetta Remember when Frank him. Darabont were good? Do you remember? Fuck. <laughs> good times. <laughs> Wasn't he um, Eugene Victor Toombs in X Files? That's the same guy, wasn't it? I, 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 that was the, the the fucked up guy. Yeah, yeah. that's that guy. <laughs> oh god, he's awful. He's awful, yeah. and he gets all the flies in his body. Ooh, yeah. Stephen King, isn't it? Green Mile. I think it's Stephen King. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Brilliant yeah, one of his film. Short, his short short stories, and the yeah. a fucking film that's longer than his Four actual novella. Film. <laughs> oh, so good. I haven't yeah. seen it in so much time as well. So what else have yeah. we got? We got the most shocking deaths, and unsurprisingly, I've got the alien <laughs> chest burster scene. No one knew it was going to happen. Famously, my favourite bit is the girl that goes, "Oh my god!" Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> "Oh my god!" <laughs> she does. She does. She doesn't know, does she? And she's still. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like none of them, none of the actual actors know what's going to happen. So they, they, did, just, they didn't know, did they? No. So these all. genuine reactions, hers were the absolute best, completely memorable. But yeah, like at the time, completely shocking. No one, would, no one knew what was going to happen. I would really like to see if there's any like cutting room floor footage of like Sigourney Weaver turning to Ridley Scott going, "Ridley, what the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> or someone actually vomiting. <laughs> uh, who else have I got in most shocking? Um, oh, the weird little girl in Hereditary as well. And oh yeah! Fucking possibly, hell. yeah. That's possibly a little bit. Should I just should I talk about it anyway? I've never seen I mean, it. I put it on the pod art, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, think I will so see it. This uh, the younger sister of the uh, main character. You'd love Hereditary. Goes to uh, joins him at a party as a allergic reaction, so they have to head home. Leans her mm-hmm. uh, head out the window to get a bit of air, and her head gets just straight up knocked off. What we like? No, even like cut to like a tunnel turning up around nope. like that. She bang hits a post, head off. Did you see it? Fucking. I mean, you just don't expect it because it's a child as well. If that were me, and that were in that situation. I had a fucking chuck body. Hang on, keep driving. And then um, fucked. We are <laughs> fucked. So, like, we've already spoiled it anyway. So she, he drives home, and just leaves her in the car, mm-hmm. goes to, and lets his mum find her in the morning. He stays as well. It wasn't. He didn't keep the head though, did he? That was left out. There was still. That was gone, wasn't it? That fucking bad bypass. (laughs) It's fucking. And he says, "You would love it. You would love it. I don't think I would. I don't think the movie itself. The movie's excellent. Yeah. Well, it is until the last ten minutes. Yep. The ending absolutely just ruined it. No, it didn't. Yes, it did. (laughs) Completely different film. Mm -hmm. Completely different film. Yes, it is. It's the story. It's no, the ending is a completely different kind of film. It makes sense. Trust me. Gadget, do you know what they're on about? 
No, no clue. Nah, me neither, mate. Me neither. Well, me and Candy agree. Just sing, sing the magic roundabout in my head right now. The death of Zebedee. Oh, what an episode. <laughs> you shouldn't have taken all that heroin. That uh, LSD, mate, went straight to his head. <laughs> all over the show. I just thought of another one, actually. Another shocker of a death that made me jump was um, Devil's, jump. Re- Devil's Rejects. And it's the girl who's made to wear somebody else's face. She goes like, Flying out the uh, hotel or the motel by the uh, highway and just immediately gets hit by a truck. Yeah. It's yeah. completely splattered. And that, that just took me by surprise. And that's the point where I saw two people walk out of the cinema as well. So that was good. Obviously, it took them by surprise. This as well. is against God. Let's yeah, leave. The ending, the ending to that, the deaths in that, well, cool, aren't they? It's great. I just love how it does the whole Freebird song. And yeah, just the whole oh, of the so guitar solo of them the whole, getting yeah, absolutely the whole fucking six, seven minutes of Freebird. Yeah, and somehow was... they survived. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love the Devil's Rejects. That's his magic. Devil's Rejects. Somehow they returned. But the, 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 what's the one? Three Devils or something? Um, three from Hell? Yeah, it's fucking awful. Shite. Absolutely awful. Yeah, big shite. I quite liked, um, I mean, House of a Thousand with Corpses was okay. It's not good. It was... You've got no say in this. No, I know I don't. You've got no authority. <laughs> yeah, got, I know it's good. not good, but I've got a slight. I got like, I'd like the characters just because of um, Captain Spaulding. Yeah. It's fucking great. Just consider it a Rob Zombie music video. You'll be fine. Yeah. What else have I got? Oh, most satisfying deaths. Pete from Shaun of the Dead. So moments after <laughs> trying Take to convince down. Sean to shoot his own mother, he gets. Uh, Torn, up, torn apart, falls out the window, torn apart by zombies, guts all over the place. Everyone is happy. Yes. <laughs> That's a homage to um, Day of the Dead. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say that, yeah. Choke there's on them. Yeah, there's yeah, a lot of Day of the Dead in there. great death scene. Mm. Um, Joffrey in Game of Thrones. I think it's... <laughs> Arguably the most satisfying death of I, all time. Yeah, no, you see, I, I didn't think that was satisfying because because he was poisoned. And yes, he suffered a little bit. I, I, I wanted him kind of taken apart slowly by someone with a sword. I mean, it did look like a fairly agonising death. He went pretty blue for yeah. a while. I, I yeah, think the... Uh, I the, the think, I, 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 I'm the candy on this one. Nah, I think the Sand Viper, whatever his name was, the, 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 the uh, Joel from The Last of Us, I think he had a worse death. Can we, well, can we, he, skip, can we skip this? Because you literally... You're using up all my material. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> this is why we need to confirm stuff first, isn't it? But yeah, Joel didn't have to die. <laughs> I just, I, in, uh, I just know, I, I knew none of you were going to pick mine, so it's all right. Yeah. Right. Another satisfying one then: the lawyer in Jurassic Park <laughs> that gets eaten off the toilet. <laughs> Another one that had to go. Little weedy man running away off the toilet. He goes. I would have liked it more had he been mid shit though. Like he still had his trousers on. He should have had them down around, like, and a newspaper. That would have been better. Yeah. Or like snake on his mobile phone. Although that probably didn't exist then, did it? <clears throat> no. I don't think he's actually Tetris. running to the toilets. He's just running because he's scared. Yeah, he's, he just runs into yeah. a, a building. I know, yeah. but how funny would it have been though if he? But his actually... trousers are down though, aren't they? No, they're no. up. I think. No. That's he's what I mean. Like, whilst he was there, you would probably need to. If if you saw a T Rex thundering at you. I know what I would need to do at that at that moment. <laughs> if there were local conveniences, I'd make use of it. So that was good. I just run, good I'd just run towards Sam Neil in any situation. Anything like that. No, you, well, you Chris think thing. that. You Pratt. think he's a nice person and he's not. 
I thought that he too. is a I nice person. You just made a titty he's... yourself in front of him. No, Sam Neill is the most innocent man in the whole saga of Jurassic Park. He's such a lovely bloke. All he cares about is the animals. He's a nice guy. Just because you fucking ruined your chances with Sam Neill, don't put that on me. Just, don't put your evil on me. He acts a, he acts I fucking a nice love bloke, Sam Neill. The, behind closed doors, pure spite, pure rage of the man. Honestly, I'm lovely. Why would he not like me? You I don't see. get it. You'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you see? Yeah, I'd even okay, run to him on Event Horizon. He knew the score. Fucking no chance. <laughs> <laughs> but at least it doesn't show. So the goriest <laughs> scene. Does anyone remember? Does anyone watch the film Slither? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. James Gunn. Brenda from Slither, the one yeah. that was insem- inseminated by the aliens. Mm-hmm, explodes mm-hmm. horrible little wormy aliens but it's the bit where she goes something's wrong with me yeah yeah you're spherical <laughs> there's definitely something wrong with you i wouldn't have left it to that point before like i would have seen a doctor probably like 15 feet ago yeah but michael rooker <laughs> in that film's incredible michael rooker's yes. incredible in everything yeah that's true that's true Stretchy neck mm. man from the thing as well. That's another gory one. I remember watching Stretchy that one. Stretchy neck man. <laughs> well, I'm sure he's got a name, but we all remember what it's uh, famous for. The next stretchiness. I watched that mm. when I was way too young, and that scarred me Is for it life. Norris. Norris. Chuck Norris. No. Is it Chuck Norris. Oh. No, his name is Norris. His name's Norris, not Chuck Norris. Chuck, Chuck Norris. Norris can't be killed by a thing. He doesn't die. I'm going to say, the th- he assimilates with the thing and the thing becomes Chuck Norris. Yeah. Stupid. Stretchy <laughs> Norris thing. Yeah. And um, finally, I've got my funniest, the melty acid man in Robocop. So he gets... Uh, oh, I got that too. Chucked through a vat of acid. <laughs> She's coming through everyone's isn't she? Well, I'm he not dwelling on it, so everyone... <laughs> And then he gets like completely decimated by a car, minging. It's fucking fucking brilliant. Melty blood over, over the, the car. Mm. Yep. This is a good one. Ray Liotta <laughs> eating his own brain in Hannibal. This is, yeah. this is in real into... life. Can't say this. Yeah, but it's funny though, isn't it? And, and finally... It's creepy, <laughs> that scene. That scene is really creepy for me. I don't know why. Oh, do you know what? I've. There's one that I've missed. Oh, I think I was going to put it in my best test of all time. Okay, so my last funniest one is the passenger on the Titanic that falls off the top of the boat and hits the propeller on the way down. Oof. Oh, I loved it. Hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> and then I think I would have put this in most satisfying. Morbid satis- bastard, aren't you? I know. I think I probably would have put this in most satisfying, but I think I'm going to have it as my greatest death of all time. And I'm sorry if anyone else has got this. The Nazis from Raiders of the Lost Ark. The melty face, the explodey oh, head. I thought, you, I thought, I thought mm. you meant sad then. It's really sad that the Nazis died. <laughs> yeah, rip Nazis. <laughs> Poor lads. Don't say it, Biggie. <laughs> don't, don't even do mention it. So it. tempted right now. They're just, they were just following orders, weren't they, Biggie? That's all, mate. That's all. <laughs> so, yeah, my greatest death of all time is the, uh, is the melty Nazis. The melty Nazis. <laughs> Great. Melty Nazis. Uh, as practical effects go, it's fucking genius for its great, time. Isn't it? mm. And everyone saw it when mold. they were like eight and got scared. Wax, wax moulds, well. yeah. Yeah, I was saying my mum my mum wouldn't let my brother see it. A tea towel over his yeah. head. It's <laughs> fucking odd. <laughs> it's it is horrendous. I remember what thinking that, like, what, knowing what that about there was that coming one to go death? to another room. 
that one death on Raiders again where he fucking punches that man in, t- in the propellers. Fucking. Yeah, but you don't see it. You don't really see that, you just That's hear it. screen kill. Yeah. I know, but it's the visceral nature of the sound that they. Oh, yeah. it's so fucking. You know what's happened. You know what's happened. I Amira watched it with me last year, so yeah, my kids have she watched was, it, and they're all, they're all laughing their heads off. Let's not forget the, the monkey that is... ate the prune or the date. Bad date. Bad date. Bad date. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Now Candy's gone through all of Hollywood deaths. Is there <laughs> any left for anyone else? Um, gadget. Okay, so I've I've literally just thought of this one because this is this is my worst death, most annoying one. And it's uh, Han in Tokyo Drift, simply because they've retconned that death <laughs> twice now. You mean Han Solo <laughs> in Tokyo Drift? Yes. They've retconned <laughs> his death twice, so his death means nothing. But I just literally thought of that because I remember seeing him in the fucking trailer for 10! <laughs> um, <laughs> you can't wait for you to watch how it happens. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> fucking shite. <laughs> <laughs> Makes so. no sense. <laughs> Makes no sense whatsoever. Dig, life always finds a way. <laughs> Honestly. Family always finds a way, clearly. Oh, um, wait for Gal Gadot to come back. Oh, fuck off. She doesn't come back, does she? No, I'm just saying I'm waiting for it. All right. So, um, I've, got, I've, I've got two categories here. I haven't quite got every death in Hollywood like Candy had. Uh, but I've got one, deaths that made me sad or shocked me, and then deaths I was happy about. So, uh, I'll, I'll go through the ones that were sad or shocked me first. Um, I'm going in hard for Mass Effect 3 with Morden. You've fucking gone with my big one straight away, you motherfucker. <laughs> Stop. So, uh, Morden... Well, do, do you want to go through Morden when we, when we get to your time? Yeah. Okay, well, I'll let you do that one. Next one... Did you say that's the one that annoyed you? No, no, no. This is, this is like, a, this is like a, a, a impactful one. Excellent. We can, we, we, we can tag team that later, then. Yeah. Um, moving swiftly on, uh, Horbit- we should have discussed this, Stig. I told you. <laughs> Tried before. Yeah. None of you listen. Uh, Horb and Washburn, otherwise known as Wash, from In Serenity. Yeah. So his it, it, that that one shocked me because he was obviously a beloved character. And he's kind of reason all throughout Firefly and to a point in Serenity, he was kind of a comic relief, but he was a gen- generally nice character and a nice guy. And he go, he is the pilot, and you get the the kind of impressive kind of crash landing sequence when they're being chased by the Reavers, and it's a, it's a, it's all tense. They get down safely, and then a fucking spear just comes the through the front front of the cockpit and kills them dead. And it no, just it says like a leaf on the wind or something like that. Yeah, I am a leaf on the wind. Watch me soar. Yeah, um, yeah, that's it. And it's such a sudden death, and it comes out of nowhere, and it was fucking shocking. It, one of the most shocking deaths. And I think I think his wife, I always forget his na- her name, um, she acts perfectly about how shocked she is as well. She doesn't, you can't take that in that suddenly, can you? No, she goes, she goes, she goes got, she's a soldier. Like, she goes in the battle mode. Think about it for a, yeah, battle mode, that's it. Yeah, yeah it's like, uh, 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 carry on. It's fucking brilliant. Right. Serenity is such a good film. It's a really good film. Mm. It's a shame Fox killed the mm. franchise off. And, Chiwetel Ejiofor in that is one of the best baddies ever. Oh, I always sinister as fuck. Fucking hell, he's good. Uh, next, next one I've got up. I'm just going to say two words, and you'll all know it instantly. Iron Giant. Mm. <laughs> Tree. 
Rock. Superman. That's it. It's the Superman <laughs> when he's going up to stop the missile. Family. Fuck it. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Vin Diesel's good when all he can say is a few words. Yeah. He's, he's I, like, I am Groot. <laughs> no. We I am are Groot. Yeah, I, I, I enjoy it. Just that, that that ending just hits hard every time. It's a, a beautiful film. And like apparently it was a commercial flop. Like People should see the film. It's really good. But Jesus Christ, it's a... It's a four-alarm mascara warning on that one. Um, yeah. Next one was uh, uh, Yondu in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, another mention for Michael Rooker. Mm. I, it's so good. I, really, like, I don't really like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 that much. It's an okay film, but I really like the kind of character. Because Yondu was kind of one of the antagonists in the first film. Um, and yeah. I quite like his kind of redemption arc and then the kind of you get a bit more of the it's it's it, it's it's that line. He may have been your father, but he weren't your daddy. Yeah. It's just like that. That's a such a fucking line from him. And Michael Michael Rook is just a great I'm Mary actor. Poppins, yo. Yeah. Who's Mary Poppins? Was she cool? Yeah. I'm Mary Poppins, yo. Yeah, I fucking love that. And I, I, re, I really came to enjoy his character. It's because Rook is incredible at everything he, is, he puts he's his a fucking really good actor. Um, and he's in I mean, he's in quite a lot actually. But yeah, I just I think that was a. A, a highlight moment in that film because it was a very good character death. Mm-hmm. As a, in a, but it was also a kind of an average film. I think that scene like uplifted the film. Um, yeah. The last one of my um, impactful or ones that make me cry, uh, and it makes me cry every single time. Um, it's Ben's death in Scrubs, uh, which is uh, spiral. Huh? I'm joking. <laughs> which is uh, Brendan Fraser's character when he dies. It's the, mm. the the way the, the way it happens is kind of it's uh it's a misdirect for the audience. Like you don't realize he's actually dead until like the very last scene. Um most of it most of the time he's only interacting with one character and it's like it's like it's like based out of guilt because he fucked up, which caused Ben to die. Um and when it hits, it just hits. And it also helps that Brendan Fraser played the character really well. He was very charming and quirky and just slightly weird man. Give that man an Oscar. Yeah, we should. Give him awards, uh, but yeah, mm. if, if if you know the episode, it's it's called um, uh, my mistake or my mess up or something like that, my screw up. Uh, it just hits, it hits so hard because again, he's such a good actor and it's such a good character that he plays. Um, but we're these are all the ones; these are the deaths I enjoyed. <laughs> so first up, and uh, Oodles, you, you, you're going to respect the hell out of this decision. Emma Emmerich in Metal Gear Solid Two. She had to go. She had to go. She was a fucking <laughs> creepy go. little incest child that was whinging all the way through that you you were rescuing her. Ow! I fucking hated her. I, <laughs> I, everyone complains about like that. Like the worst, the worst kind of like uh, rescue companion mission is the original version of Ashley in Resident Evil Four. The original version. Now Emma Emmerich no. is fucking worse. She cannot she walk. Swim. She cannot swim. She can, can barely see anything. You've got to guide her through a fucking sniper alley where she's being attacked by multiple people all the time. And then she has, And she gets has, killed by an absolute daddy. And she's got this fucking really creepy relationship with her brother. I'm fairly sure they were fucking. <laughs> hey, they were. It's, it, it, it's, it's meant that, and also Otacon fucked his stepmother as well. Fucking Otacon, man. Jesus Christ, like, keep it in your pants. Oh, man, I hate it. <laughs> it's a good-looking guy. I hated that character so much. And when she died, I was like, yeah, good, good decision, Kojima. Cheers, maybe, vamp. <laughs> maybe you shouldn't have put her in the fucking game to start with. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's one, of, one of his biggest regrets was uh, Emma Emmerich. Why is she on a fucking um, oil refinery? 
It's been it's because virus. of her. The whole game actually starts because she yeah. sends the anonymous email. Yeah. Why Idiot! Oh fucking hell! Um, next one <laughs> I've got is um, uh, this. This one sounded weird, so I'll explain it. But um, it's basically because it enables the story to happen. Arnold Rimmer. Yep. In that first yep. episode, before he dies, he's an absolute tool bag. He's a tool bag throughout the entire run of Red Dwarf. But the fact that he dies enables the series to happen, and you get one of the best double acts in. British comedy. So you've got to love it. You've got to love it. But it's also just really yeah. satisfying that he gets killed. Because he's, yeah, he's, he's a smeg. He's one of them people that if you knew in real life, you'd be like, oh. Not if you turned up again. at the pub and you were sat with your mates, you'd be like, oh, we're, go- we're just about to go, Rimmer. Sorry, pal. <laughs> we're leaving. We're, we're all going. You'd just want to hang out with him. Yeah. This one's a more, this one's a more recent one, spoilery. Uh, Biggie, have you finished uh, God of War Ragnarok yet? No, no, no. Close your ears. Well, take your headphones off. Yeah. We won't hear you anyway. Yeah. Oh, I know you're going to mention. Heimdall. Oh, yes. Satisfying yes. kill. Yeah. Uh, great kill. <laughs> great kill. Great kill. Deserved it. Absolutely deserved it. But it, it was one of those ones, I think, it, it, unlike a lot of the kind of kills in God of War, it lingered on it as well because you got to see the glue come out of his eyes and it was just, oh, he was a fucking horrible little arse bag and he deserved everything he got. Fucking <laughs> loved killing him. Absolutely yeah. loved it. <laughs> Stop giving white people cornrows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stop doing that, it. What, that's what makes him even worse. Yeah. I know. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Stop it. I actually do think that that was um, white. Like, it was Norse fashion. Yeah, it was Norse fashion. It was. Well. I'm, I'm only joking. I know it was. It, it, was, it was just it was. braids, wasn't it? It wasn't really cornrows. Um, yeah. And last, and last up, and this is just me stroking my ego, but I really enjoyed it when I did it, killing Regis Stanton in my book. I very much enjoyed the ending oh, yeah. of my book and killing off I the really, enjoyed it as really well. horrible bad guy because I I don't know why I'd written him to be as hor- horrible as possible. So when I got to the kill scene, it, was, it took a whole fucking chapter and I made it. I don't count. know who you who you pictured in your head to make that character, but Jonathan Price. I was fi- I, I, fuck off. I was about to say Jonathan Price. <laughs> Jonathan Price is I was who like, I pictured. <laughs> I think that's who it. It's exactly who it was. I was like, I can see him now. A younger Jonathan Price. A little was, bit younger. It was because um, I think the last, the previous season of Game of Thrones had been out was the one with Jonathan Price yeah, in it, and that's High kind Sparrow. of who, yeah, that's who I based him on. Uh, yeah, I could, I could just fucking see it. Oh man. So yeah, that's mm. that's a, that's a, that's my list of sad deaths and fun kills. Excellent. We'll go on to mine. Uh, I'm going to deep dive into Morden in a, in, a, in a second, but the first few. Um, Marvin from Pulp Fiction, great death. Yeah, I got that. Wow. <laughs> you killed Marvin. <laughs> that shocked the absolute living shit out of me because that is... Like John Travolta's literally just pointing a gun and everyone knows you don't point a gun, do you? You don't point a gun when you're just chatting because it's going to go off. And he just blows Marvin's fucking face off and it, just, <laughs> it makes one of the greatest chapters in that film. Yeah, the, well, well, the, the, the only problem with that chapter of that film, though, is fucking um, Quentin Tarantino inserting himself in so he can say the N-word over and over again. But they does that on everything. I know. <laughs> it still doesn't make it all right. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Um, I've also got... Um, from The Walking Dead, Glenn, very shocking. That was a very shocking. Day. Don't know if any of you guys guys got that far, but yeah, he got popped. He got popped like a zit. Like a watermelon. It's in the by, comic as well. By a man that is now well, by the by the series end was the main character. <laughs> somehow you can is it, somehow you can be redeemed for like acts of. Isn't Negan getting a spin-off as well? Yeah, yeah. With yeah. Glenn's wife, yeah. with Maggie. <laughs> Hell. The best mates now, mate. The Stockholm Syndrome, the film. 
Jesus Christ. Um, when I mentioned this do to anything my to wife, get ahead. I mentioned this to my wife that I were doing this topic. She says, oh, oh, mention everyone in Grey's Anatomy. I've never watched Grey's Anatomy, but apparently everyone dies in it. Fucking on a, honestly, one of the ones in Grey's Anatomy, when it was good, George's death in Grey's Anatomy oh, yeah. is fucking <laughs> horrendous. So, it's so weird. So <laughs> It's just about like... No, like, not like bad people horrendous. shagging. So basically, when it was good. It was a good... Yeah, so... George as... Um, what do they call him? 007. I can't remember what the reason for 007 was. It was some kind of nickname. They James Bond. No, it, yeah, but it wasn't that. It was like a... Because <laughs> he's the opposite of James Bond kind of thing. Oh, right. So I can't remember the reason why they gave him it anyway. So that George says he's going to go and... He was going to go join the army. And so he goes off to join the army. And then all of a sudden, no one can find him. And you're like, where, where has he gone? And it's like, oh, no idea where he's gone. Anyway, during all this time, John Doe comes into the hospital. It's been hit by a bus. I can guess already that's George. He's unrecognisable because his face is all just fucked up and it's all like puffy and stuff. Sloppy. He literally can't. And, and like that. And the only way he manages to communicate it is he, is he writes. He gets his finger in on Meredith's I hand. I am George. <laughs> and he's, no, he's like, writes 007. Because he can't speak, he can't move, he's fucked. And it's the moment where Meredith realises that it's him. And she just mm. sits <gasps> like that, like, because she's trying to figure out, it's like, what are you saying, what are you saying? And he's like, trying to, because they don't know who he is. They don't know who this person is. I'm not watching got, it. No idea. On it. And it's just, it's a really, really well done and really sad death. And it was just out of nowhere. She had no idea that was George because you just couldn't is see him. Is he still going, Grey's Anatomy? Yeah, oh, just, yeah, it's bag of shite now. Just been renewed for the 20th <laughs> season. He, he, the rumour is that he was complained about the way it, the storyline where his character was going, so he wanted to leave the show, and that's how they wrote him out of it. Mm, it was a bit of stuff to do with one of the other actors, because he's gay in real life, being homophobic towards him, and there was a big, massive fallout as well. Ooh, so, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, oh my power to and win. Derek's death right. was absolute fucking bullshit. Poor <laughs> yeah. Derek, whoever that is. Let me move on to my main character I want to talk about. One of the main characters. I'm sorry, I'm not. <clears throat> this is not what I, even I want to talk about, but it's just reminding me about some of the bullshit deaths on that show. You've got a latent trauma from Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> I just. <laughs> he, fell out, he fell out with the fucking. Of a window. Uh, with Shonda Rhimes, the, the person who writes it. Uh, and um, the way she wrote him out was fucking horrendous. Just shit. It was shit. Yeah. Like he was on a st- massive straight road and got hit by a truck, and I was like, if that truck couldn't have seen him from all the way fucking back there, it was just crap. And the then Grey's Anatomy yeah. was good to crap. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, gadget alluded to modern Solus. Um, if you don't know, I've got a little background for you. So, uh, in the Mass Effect universe, had its own version of a plague. It only affected the Krogan population, a race of warrior humanoid frog badasses. Like frogs, they could breed very fast and, if left unchecked, would dominate the galaxies we know it. The Salarians, which Morden is part of that race, a science-focused humanoid, very typical-looking alien race, aren't they, Gadget? Yep. Uh, created a play, the Genophage, um, that I mentioned, to systematically neuter female Krogans to up to, is it like 99% accuracy? It's, it's, it's um, something, something like that. It, it, the, the I think more only that, one new Krogan is born in like five years or something like that. Isn't yeah, Morden describes it in some of his dialogue that it it, it reduces their re, their reproductive. reproductive. It's women. Rate. It affects women, doesn't it? 
It reduced the reproductive rate so that the Krogan won't die out, but they just won't breed prodigiously. Yes, yes, like they were. And and they're just having stillborns and stuff like that. It's horrendous anyway. Oh, it's, a re- it's, it's like genocidal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Genophage. Um, yeah, Genophage, yeah. And anyway, in uh, Mass Effect 2, Shepard, the player character, meets Mardin Solus, a, a Salarian scientist that is considered a, rad- a radical because he believes that the Krogan Plague, that he helped the Genophage, that he helped create is immoral and at this point disgusting but um it like i say he worked on it and it's part of its creation he's not the person that created it but he worked on it uh, after meeting shepherd and spending time with krogan's and other alien races and stuff like that he then has what i call one of the most satisfying 180 character turns in gaming history yeah he decides he um, wants to cure the genophage instead he decides he wants to cure it so he spends the rest of his life working and searching for a cure for a species of alien aliens that hate him they hate him he's doing it completely selfless um and it seems he, he, he as a character he seems like cold and calculated to the player and without hesitation um he's it, it, just focused on his new goal and that's what i like about it. so fast forward to like mass effect 3 as gadget mentioned mordin leads the effort because it's a few years in between mordin leads the efforts to cure it and as part of uh, mass effect 3's plot um the other salarians Consider, like I say, consider Mardin as a. You should. We did this for a reason. We did this, and they're, they're trying to kill him, aren't they? They're trying to yeah. stop him. And they're his own fucking people. And to sabotage the effort, so to ensure the cure goes ahead, Mardin he has to deliver this cure manually, sacrificing his life in the process and admitting that he made a mistake in ever working on the biological weapon in the first place. Um. What's fucking ass, ass ad about this is you can't change this. No. There's nothing you can do unless Mardin dies in the previous game. Yeah, unless you get him killed earlier <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah. And then you just miss out one of the best, like, ribbon ties to a fucking story plot. But you, get, you, 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 get, you, get, you get the same plot line with, with a different Solarian. But it's, it's just a random impactful. Solarian that you don't yeah. know. <laughs> um, what I love about this is that to him, it's not a sacrifice. Oh, it's this him death, doing his duty. This, this, this is his now his duty, and to to the very end of his like last synapse, Mardin's eyes were like darting everywhere, like because he was like an information vac- like magnet. He just loved information, and even to his dying death, he's still trying to gather more more information and stuff like that. And just a character that dedicated his life for the advancement of science and. Realizing in 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 a in a kind of I mean I've I've read into this this week it's an an analogous to Oppenheimer yes. believe it or not where he regrets everything he's ever done and tried his best for nuclear prol- proliferation and that's what Mordin is in this and I've never had that such a strong feeling in a computer game that's like left me bereft of a death because I fucking love that character he's one of my main characters as well. Um, and I spent so so long on Mass Effect 2, which is, in my opinion, a perfect game, keeping him alive. Because <laughs> you, you can have every fucker die in that. Um, I was playing it again this this week just to um, get myself familiar with it. I can't remember who the voice actor is, but my God, he's good. Mm, my he's God, he is good. Yeah. He's fast talking. He's like a... It's it just... I just I don't I don't know it's it's got like it's got more pros in that that moment than like W H Smith's in Oxford do you know what I mean it's fucking it's ridiculous that one scene it's so Shakespearean and fucking beautiful and a lot of game computer game deaths don't hit me that much 
You know what I mean? It, it, it's, Maybe. It's, it's, the fa- it's the fact that his, his, his last line when he leaves Shepard to basically go to his death is, had to be me, someone else might have gotten it wrong. Yeah! I was just about to say yeah. that. It's such... It's, and I, I think he's arguably the best character in the franchise. He's, he's, he's up, up there, there. at he's least, anyway. And I don't know, for some reason, when I first played the third game, everyone's... At that point, remember the discourse, everyone's saying, it's a fucking shit ending. I'm like, no one's talking about Mordin. No one's talking about Mordin. <laughs> and it fucking crushed me. And that's why I wanted to li- do a little mini deep dive on it because it just fucking, to this day, like, I think I see pictures of Mordin Solus on, like, Twitter and people mention it. I'm like, oh, God, my brother. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and then, then it makes me sad that Bioware used to make incredible games. Oh, didn't you not like <sighs> Anthem? <laughs> Rest in peace. But yeah, Martin Solus is my big one. Um, who else? Who else have we got to go to? Me, Stig and Biggie. Go, go, Stig, Stiggy. Well, Candy's already alluded on it, but I'm going to talk about uh, rather than just pull up like just my list of stuff like that. A specific um, franchise, well known for its deaths in various forms, um, and just how brilliant I thought some of these were. It's Song of Ice and Fire slash Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I say it like that because I read the books and watched the show, so I'm going to explain my feelings as I read them compared to watching them as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, massive spoilers for Game of Thrones, obviously. Um, then again, I think at this point, if you haven't watched it, then you're never going to watch it, are you? Um, <laughs> so this, so I watched Game of Thrones seasons one and two before then starting on the books. But then, because obviously five books were out, I got ahead of the show. Yeah. And the first series of Game of Thrones is all centered around the main, kind of all centered around the main character, Ned Stark, played by Sean Bean, probably the biggest actor in the whole series at that point. Yeah, it would have been. For England, James. Probably yeah, had the all, most deaths as well. All of the, <laughs> all of the um, material, like uh, promo material, was around Sean Bean. He's like he's sat on the throne in in you know the promo shots and everything. It's and the way the series is is kind of shaping up at the start. You think he's even given the throne as hand of the king, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you while? think he's the main character. You think this story is going to follow Ned yeah. Stark till we get to right near the end of the series, second to last episode, when Joffrey suddenly becomes the king and orders him to be killed. And the episode that happens ends with the sword coming down and it ends and you don't see anything. And you think, well, it's a fantasy show. If you've not read the books at this point, you just think, it's a fantasy He'll show. He'll teleport away. Somebody will, somebody will come in and save him. Someone will shout stop or like Joffrey will change his mind and just, you know, it'll be one of those just to show you what I can do kind of thing or something will happen to stop this. Now. Nah. The next episode starts with the blood dripping off the sword and his head being yeah. shown to the crowd. And it's like, what? Like, they just killed off the main character. Yep. They killed off Sean yeah. Bean. It's like, that's mental. Like, I didn't see that. Like, it's just like mind blown that they do that. Um, and then, so then, get, so then the show kind of passes on to the next in line is Rob Stark, who becomes the new leader of Winterfell and the kind of the king of the north and he's the one that starts to fight back north. against the Lannisters and the south and, and everyone and, and raising his armies in the north and you think okay now he's the main character now we're going to follow his son his son's going to get revenge you know this is the typical fantasy trope stuff isn't it yep. you think alright yeah so the father's died the son's taken on the mantle he leads the armies 
he's the one that is going to you know overthrow the bad guys. Nah. So we get to the Red Wedding, which Oof. is just... <laughs> Field F's in that. Honestly, I've never seen anything like this, never read anything like this. I was like, just absolutely masterful. So Rob is, was meant to be betrothed to one of Walder Frey's daughters. <laughs> and unfortunately, he let his dick do the talking for him. And he f- fell in love with someone else and married her instead. And Walder Frey is not a man that you want to cross. And he's told this. He said, no, it'll be fine. Like, you know, we'll, we'll work out something. So they're at this wedding, and um, yeah, so Waldafrey double crosses him after saying it's all fine, doesn't matter, and it's absolutely horrendous, and it starts out with Rob's pregnant wife being stabbed multiple times in the stomach Yeah. before he is then, like, filled full of crossbow bolts, and his army is wiped out, and his dire wolf is killed, and then it and then it ends with uh, Caitlin Stark getting her throat cut as well. And it's like, again, I remember watching that and it ends, there's no song over the credits. Nope. It is just silent. I sat there watching it, just going, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> and they just say that loud. How, how do they the continue fuck? with this? I'd just been like, what? Like, where? And at this point, it's like, right, okay. No, this is the point where everyone realised no one is safe. No one is safe in this show. If you have a character that you like, if you think that somebody's going to be the main character, don't get attached. They don't did it a few attached. times, didn't they? Like when they, when they made it look like they'd killed Tyrion by slashing him in the face. Yeah. And he um, weren't dead. <laughs> so this, this is the point where I started reading the books. So mm. I'd watched up that How far did the books point, go at that point? Up to all of them that are out. Oh, really? So all of them are out. Yeah, they are currently out. Like they're still out. Because he still hasn't written it. <laughs> the, 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 the TV series diverts into their own writing after season five. Yeah. So, oh, really? That long? Yeah, that much? The last, last three seasons are all kind of original writing, not directly based on books. I've only, re- I've only read the Game of Thrones. I've only read the first one. So, hmm. at this point of the story, we're introduced to the beautiful Oberyn Martell. Stunning. Who comes to King's Landing? <laughs> is an absolute boy, awesome character, and he hates the Lannisters. He hates the Mountain, and you think, "Oh, here we go! Right, this guy, this guy, this is the guy to take on the Lannisters. This is the guy." And like, what did I just say? Don't get attached, because this isn't the guy. Because this no. guy gets his head fucking caved in, and he's he's his own even, fault. Even though he'd, he he might have won the battle as well, hadn't he? But he'd he won the fight. Him. He'd won the fight and he wanted, because the mountain had, I think, was it, it raped and killed his sister. Yep. And yep. he wins the fight and he's like turned to a, like, he's poisoned the mountain and he's basically, all he has to do is just put a sword through his neck. And well, he did technically kill the mountain, didn't he? Because the mountain did die from yeah. injuries. And he's like, say her name, say her name. And he's playing with him and saying it. And the mountain ends up being able to trip him up, get on top of yep. him, and literally crush his head with his hands because he's obviously so big. I remember reading that paragraph. And just being like, my heart was pounding reading that fight, like reading yeah, it. Like I, I was genuinely like lost for breath. And, it's mad how some paragraphs can do that too. Yeah. Like, and then when it oh, ends like that, oh, I'm like, oh. what? Again, I'm just yeah. like, oh, no, no, no. So you're powerful. Just, like he was great, and you've just killed him off straight away. Mm. It's, re- it's we really, have... really well done the show because you get it's only yeah. like it's only like 
five frames of, of film that you see the head crush thing. But it's mm. the sound effect and the design and like the reaction of um, Lady Martell immediately afterwards. It's just like, ooh, yeah. ooh. It's, oh, it's awful. It's so and bad. And he could have been, he had, he had, he had main character. Oh, yeah, um, main character. Potential. I mean, I, I mean, I hope the actor goes on to do good things. <laughs> it, would be, it would be nice. I hear he's had some roles recently. Yeah. Yeah, a few. Character yeah, roles. Yeah, it's. Um, few. it's I remember I was being one of those smug, uh, smug people who, when you're reading the th- things on the internet and people, oh, I really love this character. And I'm just like, maybe you should wait. Just wait. How did you know and then that? You oh, read the responses oh. after it happens and everyone's just like, no. I was like, yeah. That's, that's exactly how I felt with some parts of The Last of Us. Because I'd played the game and stuff, and they were like, people saying, "Oh yeah, this is, I know what's going to happen at end." I'm like, "No, you don't." Yeah, <laughs> no, you don't. And then it's got that. Candy's touched that. on him already, but Joffrey's death. So I read again. I read this. This is one. Is it all I, the same in the book. Yeah, yeah. He got poisoned in the book, and I read it and I laughed as I was reading it, and I said out loud to no one. No one was in the room with me, and I said out loud, I went. Of that, you little cunt. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't it? Wasn't it revealed he was killed by what's the name? The old woman. What's her name? Uh, yeah, the lady. Queen of the Th- Thorns. Or what? Um, Flowers. Queen of Thorns. She was fucking great as well. I can't remember Di- her name. Yeah. Diana Riggs. Natalie yeah, Dormer. Diana Riggs. Di- no, says. Diana oh. Riggs. Her, her grandmother. Mm. Yeah. No, Diana so Riggs is the that- actress. Yeah. Yes, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 in fact, actually, actually, her her death was very good because it was a very quiet conversation with Jamie Lannister. It, oh yeah, tell Cersei it, Ty, it was Ty, me. Tyrell, Tyrell. Yeah, Lady Marjorie L- Tyrell. No, Marjorie Tyrell's a daughter, a granddaughter. Yeah, Lady yeah. Tyrell. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Lady Tyrell. Yeah, yeah. tell Cersei it was me. What I, go- I want and her you to. You know. didn't even know that until until the last season, even did you? That's fucking good. That it, 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 Elena I mean, Tyrell. That's it. That's it. Yeah, Elena. It was a very well done scene. It was one of those scenes that Game of Thrones, even like when it got shit towards the end, was very good at. Yeah, where, where you had <laughs> where you had two characters just talking around each other. Yeah, and yeah, you the politicking yeah, stuff. Yeah. But yeah, oh shit, her character is fucking great, and she got the best death because it, her death was a fuck you death. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah, but like those were the the big. I mean, obviously, uh, Ramsey. Bolton when he gets killed, it's yep. a, like you mm-hmm. you absolutely love to see it. Um, absolutely, and then kind of obviously we know what happened in the show, so there's a lot less. In, feels a lot less impactful just because the writing around it wasn't as. What as about good. like I tell you, I, I I was shocked. I don't know if it's in the books or anything like that, but when um when Arya kills the fucking zombie king, I mean, you know, that I fucking shocked me. Part, yeah. oh, that that shocked me. That really shocked me because I didn't, I never I didn't see that coming a million because uh, it was a stupid all. idea. Yeah. Because no one did. Because oh, it was shit. This is what I mean. I liked it. Nah, it made no it. sense. No, it didn't. But they spent nine se- most of it didn't. without getting into the, into the, into the great tracks of hatred that comes for this. It spent eight seasons building up the, the Night King, and then he's killed by Arya in like one standoff. She's a badass. I'm not saying she's not a badass. I'm saying this. The, it was just a wasted character anyway. But the point is, yes, there are some good deaths in Game of Thrones. Yeah, but yes, really the, the whole thing is as a whole really in Game of Thrones. In in that was. Just, in the from the book's point, it's just there's so many shocks and twists and turns that it's just so well done and it's so memorable. Like there's so many deaths in there that are, are just really memorable. Like Littlefinger pushing uh, what's the face out of the, the oh, moon yeah. door. Like oh uh, yeah, that was great. And then um, <clears throat> his own death. <clears throat> so like, yeah, I don't want to get into the eighties because I just think that some of the deaths in that just 
didn't work and didn't pay off. And I thought, oh, we're, right. we're bad. Because yeah, you read the books. Yeah, I think the, the books way. aren't. No, what I'm saying, I'm saying it, it, it's a different payoff, isn't it? If they're just making it up. Yeah, like it's because they didn't have it. They don't have the material to go off. Yeah, yeah. So it's just what they think rather than what it should be. I would, yeah. I, I would have quite Ooh. liked if around the fourth of the season, I can't remember which book it's from, but if they'd done the Lady Stoneheart stuff where Catelyn comes, uh, Caitlin comes back. Um, they, they only couldn't what? do it because they couldn't do it because of um, scheduling. Yeah, it's, it's scheduling. Just dropped it. She comes back from a throat being slit. She, come, she comes. She comes back as a, love that world. She comes back as a um, a revenge zombie, effectively. She can't speak or anything, <laughs> but she goes. She, she 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 goes on a little bit of a fray killing spree. Is that a bit like uh, Benji Stark, where he was like an ice person? Can you remember Benjen? Benjen Stark. Yeah, yeah. He no, was, he was an ice person. The Lord in the of North Light or something. The Lord of Light brings a like yeah. brings her back. And I yeah. always forget these resurrections. We a lot of that. So she sends. Crazy. She sends. Um, oh, I'm getting getting all of the names now. Gwendolyn Christie's character, Brienne of um, Tarth. Brienne, yeah, she sends her. She's meant to be killing Jamie. But... Glad they didn't kill her off. Um, oh, yeah, you just reminded me of one other one that was actually fucking really good, was the death of the Walders, where yeah. Arya actually uses, actually uses the skills that she's learned and many kills them all. And, and he eats his kids or something. Doesn't he? Yeah. Just... yeah, he eats one of his wives or something, doesn't he? Yeah, so... But yeah, just as a whole, like, the whole thing is just... I've never really seen well, a show... Really well Because obviously I've, I've only really watched the show. I've never seen a show where you just genuinely don't know. Do you know what I mean? It was the same when I watched House of the Dragon for the first day. I really liked House of the Dragon, but I just genuinely didn't know where anything was going. And that's what I kind of mm. like about it. It was a bit like The Sopranos, in a way, where you just don't know who's yeah. fucking safe. And I love that shit. I suppose, actually, you know, you can even go with with House of the Dragon with um, the, the, the son's death in the last episode. Yeah! Who the fuck saw that coming? Not me! It's good. <laughs> it's good shit. It's good shit. Excellent game of thrones. Biggie, round us off. Yeah, one, it's more of the, the build-up, the fight um, for me, but it's um, Mr. Hahn from Enter the Dragon. I like this purely because it's like a boss fight, isn't it? That last fight is like a, almost a video Fucking game come real. Fight. But um, yeah, when they finally meet at the end of the movie and Lee seems to have the upper hand for most of the fight, until Han starts yeah. to cheat because he's got all these different weapons, his claws and the spear, which he throws at Lee and misses and goes into the door. And then he lures Lee into, which is basically a sex chamber with walled mirrors everywhere. And they have um, a massive fight in there where Lee is obviously initially confused as where Han is because it's like a hall of mirrors. And then he eventually decides to smash all the mirrors around and then gets the upper hand. But he ends up doing this awesome sidekick, which throws Han flying but he actually lands on the spear that he originally threw earlier in the fight that came through the door and then at the end of the movie as Lee walks away he pushes the doors he goes through and then Han just continues to spin on the door whilst (laughs) paled on the spear and his reflection is bounced off around the mirrors as well Enter the Dragon is such a fucking good film it looks so cool but I always thought that was uh, a pretty cool death I had Emil from um, Robocop the Toxic Waste Guy um, most of the deaths in Terrifier were shocking. I'm not going to yeah. detail them. We've already talked about yeah. them. They were nasty as hell. Um, Han Solo in Force Awakens really upset me because I was so excited with the way the movie was going and they were getting the characters back. And then the fact that he gets killed off so early on really annoyed me because I think Han Solo is probably one of the better characters from the franchise anyway. 
and I didn't think, I think it, I he think needed it to die. Me. I think mm. it was a good I for, think it was for good. the reason yeah. that they did it. But I was more excited to see him and Chewie back. And the I would biggest like shock to in that was when he shouted, "Ben!" That fucked that fucked me up. There, I was like, yeah. "What? <laughs> what?" It's proper dad looking, isn't it? There's there's yeah. there's, there's a lot of yeah. theories in there that people say that when he's like, "I know what I have to do." I don't know if I have the strength he to knew do it. it. They were gonna... That Han, like the the theory was that originally Han him guides him, like the saber to him, because Han Solo's like the yeah. only way to redeem yourself. Is I don't know, it doesn't really make sense to me, but um, it just the whole fucking thing. Just if they just read it out, <laughs> had a plan, it would have been fine. Well, Force Awakens is a good film, isn't it? Yeah, because it it's starts just, like, yeah. just a new hoop too. It is, but <laughs> it, it is. starts yeah. with like a few things, and they could have expand from that, and they just. Not having an idea just ruined the whole thing. It sets up some interesting threads. Yeah. Force Awakens. It's it sets up some interesting threads that they don't tug on. Mm. No. Somehow Palpatine Palpatine has returned. They fly now. <laughs> Somehow. Yeah, don't even get me started on that one. Somehow oh, they fly now. Apparently we're getting we're getting we're getting, we're getting the how in the Mandalorian at the moment, aren't we? We're getting the how. Is it? He returned. Oh, but, there's, uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a fucking great interview with John Boyega where he's kicking off, going, "Yeah, they fly now. They were flying in the fucking court in the Clone Wars." All the way through it, they would they would know they flew. <laughs> yeah, John Boyega hates those films. <laughs> yeah, somehow uh, the, the one that sets uh, Mad Max off his on his pathways, of course, the way his family are yeah. taken out, which is absolutely yeah. shocking considering it was back in the late seventies, if I'm right. Yeah, and he's after the planes of silence, isn't he? Because he's gone mad. People forget that Mad Max is actually clinically insane. Mm. <laughs> Hence the name. <laughs> he is and on a revenge trip. His family killed is really shocking. Um, a bit of bit of anime for you. Fist of the North Star. I, I love Jackie's moves in that. All of them. Where he, uh, <laughs> absolutely. When he uses his, his skill, his power, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and then they explode. <laughs> it's just incredible. You are awesome different. back in the day. Uh, Candy, if you're going to do your Resident Evil one, you might want to take your headphones off for this one. Which film? It's the first one. Have you seen it? I've seen the first one. Okay, that's fine. So then the wall of lasers. Yeah. um, (laughs) It's such an awesome death. It's just, you don't really see it I can't think of that scene without thinking uh, of the Slipknot song. Yeah. Oh, my, it's so good though because he's like he's dodging them all. And you think, oh, it, it's it's wood, <laughs> and then the lasers just go no, and just turn into a, a neck. <laughs> like a, yeah. He does everything though, doesn't like, he? Like he jumps up on the roof and it cuts his yeah. gun and stuff, and he's like, <laughs> yeah, and then it goes. That's <laughs> 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 the way his body just falls apart as yeah. well. It's great. For a second, he's okay, and then it's like, no, you know. It, 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 it reminds <laughs> me of that scene of Event Horizon where he walks into the wire mesh. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but it's, I, it's a bit I, more I, re- than I rewatched. That. I rewatched the first one because I mean, it's out of the bag now because of Biggie. After Kenny Potter, we're doing um, we're doing Candy's trip through Resident Evil films, and I rewatched the first one just to get some notes and stuff. I was a bit harsh on that first one. It's not as bad as I thought. It's not as bad. The, the, some they, mom- they get, there's some moments in it. The, f- the first two films are all right. After that, yeah. they go sharply they downhill. Just get worse. I think the, the fucking... thing with the first one, it's more of a zombie horde film, isn't it, than what a Resident Evil game yeah, is? Yeah, yeah. The fucking third one where it starts going all mad, Max is just fucking over the top. So, yeah, after Kenny Potter, guys, we're doing Candy's Evil, or whatever we're going to call it. I don't know what we're going to call it yet. <laughs> we're going to do Resident it. Candy. Resident Candy. Resident Candy. <laughs> I uh, also had Marvin from Pulp Fiction. I already gave a biggie for that anyway. So can't believe he shot Marvin. 
But also in that movie, I like the say what again guy because I, I think that's such an <laughs> iconic scene because, again, it's just like Jules losing his temper here. He's just like, say what again, motherfucker, and all that. And I it's dare just, you, I what? double dare well, you. Well, ain't no goddamn country I ever heard of. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking you say you what know again, that conversation's <laughs> not going to end well. It's so I'll good. Tell you what, Marcellus, Wallace, a bitch. <laughs> in Pulp Fiction. Like a bitch. Pulp Fiction, I was completely shocked with um, Travolta's death. Yeah, yes. that comes out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. And it was out of order like, as well. It's yeah, out of, it's out of order. order. I was like, well, at the time when I was younger and I watched that, I went, oh, that makes sense. He, like, he must not be not have been killed, but obviously. <laughs> he, was, he was having a shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he left his Uzi on the side. <laughs> like speaking would. of that, um, I've also got the prolapse guy from The Sopranos because the way that a lot yeah. of characters get taken out in that show and you've got this yeah one of the leaders is just literally having a really bad day on the toilet <laughs> and ends up <laughs> having a bad day <laughs> pretty much prolapses and dies on the toilet um, and that's where they find him yeah um, Terminator 2 um, always stuck with me when I forgot the character's name the one that's ends up going to create um, Cyberdyne systems you know huh Miles Dyson Miles, Miles yes, thank you. Miles Dyson. The guy yeah. who invented the vacuum cleaner. Miles Dyson. <laughs> but yeah, his death always really stuck with me because it just seemed like what, a really was... realistic. <laughs> yeah. Because he's just been shot like multiple times, but he's still hanging in there. And it's just the way that he dies on camera. It's just, I thought, really well done. Um, always stuck with me for some reason that one. And the last one I'm going to finish with, which is an obvious one, but. It shot me back then because I didn't expect it. And it was, of course, Aerith or Eris's death in Final Fantasy VII. Mm. Because you spent this whole story, well, sorry, up to that point, you spent the whole story with her in your party. You've been leveling her up. Um, and you, you know what the fucked up thing about that death is, mate? They literally yeah, let, let, they let you level her up. Yeah, That's yeah. what the fucked up thing is. They let you spend Absolutely. hours getting her final limit break and stuff like that. Only yeah. for them to take her away. <laughs> and yeah, yeah it just, I didn't see that coming. I really did not see that coming. That was the first time I think in gaming that sort of shook me where I was just like, wow, where did that come from? And it's such yeah, a brutal just, way that she goes as well. They just fucking killed her, didn't they? They killed her. Killed her dead. Yeah. But yeah, that was my list because Candy picked out a few already as well. She did I've thought of list, another funny one. Sorry to jump on yours, Biggie, but the guy that in uh, Big Trouble in Little China that gets so mad, blows up, he just kind of explodes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's great. He's brilliant. I'll tell, so you, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you a funny deaths of people blowing up. The guy in James Bond who, li- who literally gets yeah. a <laughs> pops like a balloon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gas bullet. Yeah, yeah. That's such a stupid. Death. It's all it's Austin Powers level stupid. That it's, one. We'll do talking we'll of good do- fucking deaths. Yeah, the henchman we'll, lost them powers. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do more in the green room of that. I want to know if we've got any feedback. We do have some feedback, so Biggie, you don't have to shout at them this week. Um, start off with uh, that. They're good, aren't they? Yeah, that effing guy has said, Princess Diana. <laughs> princess. Wow. I'm a vape in the dickhead. That is the people's princess, sir. So his ex- explanation is the media oh, were involved and they cancelled that night's premiere of Seven because of it. <sighs> well done, Dean. You've killed Oodles. Uh, he also goes on to say the missus says. No, jo- hang on. Hang on. Stop. They cancelled the finale of Gargoyles because of Princess Diana's death that morning. 
I never got to happen to know what happened to Goliath and chums in, in Disney's Gargoyles. Did you ever watch it? <laughs> yeah, Gargoyles was yeah. great. Uh, he, he goes on to say, the missus says, oh, Jaws, any zombie movie where someone is eaten alive, and especially that dude in Jurassic Park who's on the shitter. It's scared of mm. her life as she doesn't want to be eaten alive at any point, especially while not on the shitter. I don't think any human wants to be eaten alive. No. Pretty standard. Um, Lee Davies has said, uh, I think the death in any movie that has stuck with me the most is the death at the end of The Mist. I won't say any oh, more yeah. than that because oh. massive spoiler. Apart from that, it's a really fucked up punch to the gut. Yeah. So dark. Yeah. And Hollywood fought, fought for a different ending and, the, and Darabont was like, no. No, this is what the we're doing. Makes that this is what we're doing. Like, yeah, yeah. They, they want. They want. They, they, if you watch, Steve, I've got the blue. I've, Stephen King even prefers that ending, doesn't he? Compared to yes, his compared to his book. Um, I've got the DVD, the Blu-ray, um, and they've got all four endings that they actually recorded with Thomas Jane and Darabont said, "If we don't do the ending that I've planned for cinema, I am not releasing this film, and I will take the. I'll take the hit, and Hollywood just had to buckle to it because Darabont had a bit of power back then. Yeah, not anymore. A little bit. Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> uh, Super Natty Cat has said, uh, hold on to yourselves to this one. Grave of the Fireflies, need I say oh, any more? Yeah. Oh, oh, shit. shit. Oh, I haven't oh. seen it yet. Don't. Oh, just don't watch it. <sighs> don't watch it with your daughter. Yeah, it's not a no. family. It, I mean, it's a family friendly film, but it's not a family friendly film, if, you may, if it mm. makes sense. Um, it's one of the only, like, made me fucking cry my eyes out of that. I cried. The as entire well. way through. I cried. Uh, she also says, also Wilson, the volleyball in Cast Away. I was only little when that film came out and I cried so hard. Oh, Wilson! <laughs> Wilson didn't die. He didn't die. He just, just swam off. Just he swam off. And, and at the end, he, bought, he buys a volleyball, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Uh, Planty says, Boris the bullet dodger in Snatch refuses to die in spite of being riddled with bullets, hit by a car and stabbed. It's a brilliant bit of writing. Oh, Boris the Blade's great. I do, I, I do like Why do that. Why do they call him the Bullet Dodger? Because he dodges bullets <laughs> he dodges heavy. Bullet. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do like that when, when it's it's Vinnie Jones with him in like in like the the hallway at the back of the pub, and he's like filling them full of bullets. We're a big fucking Desert Eagle. We're desert Eagle. And like, he keeps he keeps shooting them, and you just get it uh, coming he off screen. Annoyed, he's like, don't, he? don't take the piss. Gets <laughs> <laughs> so annoyed. Mm. Uh, uh, he then goes on to say as for ones that made me cry the most it's got to be the boxing double bill of Apollo Creed in Rocky 4 and the titular <clears throat> champ in The Champ oh champ oh my god yeah don't get- go champ I'm getting goosebumps <laughs> oh, tr- um, just thinking about this sure he's a piece of shit but he was uh, Ricky Schroeder's dad yeah. also spoiler <laughs> alert for 44 year old film that Biggie saw on day of release at the age of 15 years <laughs> you just got done. You just got done, mate. Got done by Planty. Planty, mate. Done. Done. Go to your room. Uh, <laughs> a friend of the show, Rob Jones, has said the media death that gets me every time is that of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Mm-mm-mm. It's my favourite film, yeah. no question, and the way the movie builds the final scene is perfect. We see our heroes repeatedly getting into scrapes and hijinks, but they always get away. And every time they get away, they steal a little piece of my heart, whether it's the if he wins, shoot him line, or I can't swim scene, or Newman's smile, or the sparkle in Redford's eye. We're being seduced by our outlaw heroes. The film takes a turn in Bolivia with shootout with the banditos, and you realise for the first time that this is the first time they've killed anyone. Suddenly the stakes are real. Etta, who has joined them, but vowed to clean their clothes and stitch their wounds, but not watch you die, leaves. You get a feeling of dread start to envelop you. 
And after that, falling in love with all, after all that, falling in love with our heroes and the how are they going to get out of this, we're brought to the final scenes. The shootout in the village begins like all the other scrapes mm. we've witnessed, but starts to play a bit different. The banter between them is harder to laugh at. You realize this is the last time we get to enjoy our heroes back and forth. And as they run out of the building into a hail of gunfire, we are relieved as the frame freezes and turns to sepia because the director has brought us to a place where, exactly like Etta, we love them too much to watch them die. <clears throat> love that film. I was actually um, very I good ending to watching film it as well. There's a good YouTube series. I'll find it and I'll post it in his Discord where someone hypothetically straps a um, uh, what do you call it a, a pedometer on people. What's it called? Fitbit. A yeah. Fitbit on famous characters and see how far like Genghis Khan and, and Butch Cassidy and Butch Cassidy are, f- are saying something he clocked something along the lines of like 90,000 miles <laughs> walking <laughs> do you know what I mean something stupid like that like he, he could have gone to fucking like the moon and back or something something stupid like that a Mount, mountain walk between North and South America he, I think he got all the way down to Argentina at one point I think so yeah fucking mental but yeah, it's great. Like, it's a very good film. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Um, oh, fucking yeah, watch it. So Xenos uh, uh, says, uh, Oodle said he, said he finished the Heavensward expansion for Final Fantasy fourteen. So in I the did. event he hasn't, spoilers for that. And he says, Lord Horchenfant? Horchenfant? Horchenfant. Pronounce it like it's French, yep. he says. Yep. Lord Horchenfant Greystone is one of the few allies the player gets during the expansion where where they've effectively been exiled after being framed for regicide. Yes, this is a Japanese game. Uh, He's (laughs) been working with you for some time and you saved him and one of his closest friends from the false accusation and execution on the grounds of heresy during the vanilla story. He risks his reputation as a gentleman and an officer to get you into the one city on the continent where your enemies can't follow you and his father, Count Edmund, is willing to take you in as a ward of the family on the strength of his recommendation alone. He's the only reason you have any social standing in the theocracy of Ishgard and becomes a genuinely close friend to the player as you clash with obviously corrupt authorities and work towards protecting the people from their machinations. Towards the end of the expansion, Horshafant, it's getting more difficult. Horshafant dies, saving you from being impaled by a lightning javelin that his shield simply isn't strong enough to withstand. This is not a joke. Uh, sorry, when, and he says, this is not a joke, His Majesty the King and also the Pope finally reveals himself to be the <laughs> villain of the peace and uh, has one of his bodyguards ambush you as you try to capture him. Why? Not to shock you, but Final Fantasy has an evil Pope in it. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because a knight lives to serve and there was no greater service he could give than ensuring that you survive to take on King Pope if he succeeds in becoming King God. His last words are begging you not to cry over him because a smile better suits a hero. And that's you better it. believe that's the chance to call back to that every time you've tried to motivate someone else from that point on, and he gets me every fucking time. Also, Ash in the first Pokemon film. If you watched that as a kid and didn't cry, you're lying. Ash dies. Briefly. He's brought, be- he's brought back to life by Pikachu's love. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not fucking kidding. That's what happens. All the Pokemon, yeah, just like all, fast all the Pokemon and the start crying. And, yeah, it, 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 powerful, it's, aren't they? It's like fast. It's like fast seven when they bring. But honestly, what Zeno says, back with, 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 uh, bring with, back with the power of family. With Final Fantasy fourteen, <laughs> I wish it had so many little fetch quests so I could actually do the the, the actual because the story in that. F- and I've only got to end Evans World because it was the free stuff because I'm a tight bastard. But <laughs> God, really good, really good storytelling. Like you care for these people that send you out on fetch quests. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird. It's good. Really strong. Really powerful. Yeah, I, kind of I don't know about to... Ash. I... I didn't know. I didn't know Ash. I didn't know Ash was a resurrection. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, all the Pokemon crying. Is that a Jesus uh, parallel, that? Is Ash actually Jesus? I think Ash might actually be Jesus. He's Pokemon Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Got to convert them all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, last up, Best Boy Angry Kurt says, Hi, Emmy crew. Two choices for me, both from video games. The first is one which is just very satisfying, and that is Irene Engel from Wolfenstein 2. Uh, so that's the new Colossus. She's a Nazi, which is bad in itself, but she takes being a Nazi to the nth degree by being particularly evil behind words throughout the game, so that when you serve her comeuppance at the end of the game by smashing her face in, oh, it feels so good. Is yes. that her with a crispy face on the beginning that gets your head chopped off and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's very yeah. satisfying. Fine it's got a mental story, Wolfenstein. Too. <laughs> it's oh, mad, isn't it? <laughs> when, yeah. when, just to mental. kind of spoil it, but just to, he gets Get his head, head chopped, chopped off. off, and you're like, what the hell? And, and then you find out that as it falls off the platform, it's like grabbed by like a robot or something, and then they yeah, go transplant it onto, some, onto a body. <laughs> In the 70s. <laughs> oh, is it the 60s or the it's 70s? The 60s, Something like the 60s. That. Absolutely fucking yeah. mad, that game. And then you get, you get, you get, you get like, like long legs, then, don't you? Or, or like super jumps or something? Because you, yeah, you, you do. Robot, you've, got a, then. you've got a robot body. You've got a plastic oh, robot oh, you body. Can, you, you can get the Victor Tombs power where you can squeeze through small gaps. <laughs> that game's mental. <laughs> I wish the shooting were better in that game. I'd play it more. It's a really Shoot, good shooting. I really enjoyed that game. It's fucking mad, though. I, I, I wish machine games would like release more like fucking... that. Just like, just like get well, really they're doing, high they're doing Indiana right Jones, right aren't they? The end so, where, you, yeah, where you kill that. Person and you and you, and you a sex scene, isn't it, with your pregnant wife yeah. just getting yeah. covered in blood? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a mental game that. It it's, and, and it's it's then it's then all, all all like the madder scenes are like then then like voiceovered by BJ Blazkowicz and that weird Texan yeah. accent that he's got. Yeah. It sounded like Max Payne. It's fucking mental. Um, the last thing that Kurt says is on a more somber note. My second choice is Arthur Morgan's death in Red Dead Redemption Two. The reveal of his illness actually got me more emotionally than his death, but his death was so sad even though we knew it was coming. I think, spoiler alert, John Marston's death's worse and more poignant in the first game. Yeah, I can see that. Mm. But then they kind of retconned that with Undead Nightmare and that just got weird. He came back to life! <laughs> Settled I in, Jack Black. I loved Arthur Morgan. <laughs> Such a great character. I... I, I I I liked him, but as soon as he got, as soon as you went to doctors and they said you've got black lung, I'm like, I remember this time period. There was no cure, <laughs> so no, there was no antibiotics. He did. He, did. <laughs> he very. So did. I, you saw it coming. You saw it coming. But you can give him a, a good death and a bad death, can't you? In that. Yeah, it depends yeah. how righteous of a, how good how you've been you and stuff. Yeah, and then you I get to the play as John ending. Marston, don't you? Good I game. That. I got the bad ending. Did you? Yeah, cause I'm a cowboy. I, you know, stick ups and all right, kid. Lynching, rock, calm down. Lynching people on the on the, you know, with lassoing and stuff. Oh, no witnesses. Someone saw you kill or rob someone. You tracked you tracked them down when they tried to run away and call for help. You tracked them down. You killed them. No witnesses. You're more a sociopath in games. Yeah, yes. Can't do it in real life, so just do it in games. Yeah. I'm, wait- mm-hmm. I- I- I'm waiting for your stories when Sons of the Forest gets patched and you, and you can really get your teeth into that. Oh, yeah, I already yeah. made a bone chair in the, like... <laughs> it's like Conan, isn't it? Yeah. The lamentation of the women. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, that's all, that, that's all the feedback. Excellent, excellent, week. excellent. Nice haul. 
Uh, as always, links to all our extracurricular activities are in the show notes and at modernescapism.co.uk. And please consider becoming a patron to help support our endeavour. Patrons will get access to the green room and the freeloaders, as always, will have to make do with what they get. Next week, it is finally the eternal backlog. We're doing it. The backlog. We're discussing backlog. It's going to so be rough. That, death and taxes. We've spent money on things that we haven't touched. So it kind of tracks. <laughs> We're allowing it. The backlog. <laughs> we the didn't backlog. think this month through. Uh, we just like the sound of it. It's April. It's a new tax year. <laughs> it's funny. I'm, 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 yeah. I'm looking at my Steam library right now. That is a big backlog. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that and films. So many I've, humble bundles. <laughs> I, have, I have like a 700 film watch list. <laughs> so let's not... Let's not reel off all seven hundred of them. Pick your favourites, guys. <laughs> that, that you definitely, you definitely want to get on top of, and we'll go from there. But yeah, it's going to be good. Um, again, if you are a patron, this is the end of the road. We are finally putting you up to the gallows. You will hang for your crimes of being tight bastards. For everyone else, we'll see you in the green room. This has been a podcast. Good night. Bye. Good night. Bye. Yeah, something that hits at the people. Anyway. Here's the, <laughs> here's the willy. Here's the willy, that's it. Thanks. I thought it was a willy one. It's like, here's the church. Yeah. Here's, here's the church, a steeple. Here's the steeple. Open the door and here are the people. Like, <laughs> oh, you can do like, yeah, one willy. way. It's like a little willy. Here's the willy. <laughs> it was Got a em. funny one as well, wasn't there? Like, yeah, they were a funny one. I can't went, remember that. <laughs> oh, it was Grace as well. Yeah, so, yeah that was it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is all getting clipped for YouTube. (laughs) Fucking stage. Your willy on my face. Put it away. (laughs) Oh, that's getting sampled. That's an Easter egg. Absolutely.